1: buzz ladies and gentlemen it's another episode of blake's buzz and this time we've got a hot new kickstarter crew on deck we've got the creative minds behind savage wizard leslie julian and brian flint are in the house uh unfortunately uh doug wood could not make it but he is here in spirit, as is always uh, throughout comic books, Twitter, because that guy is just the one of the friendliest per- persons I've ever met um, here in spirit tonight. Uh, and then so the Kickstarter is live, folks, and it's a hell of a pretty looking Kickstarter. If you go to the website, which everybody's been retweeting right now, it's just the, it's a hot topic on Twitter. Um, the, the pages that they've Kindly posted to their Kickstarter campaign page are just absolutely ridiculous. Uh Brian, like, where did you come from, man? I have I Googled you. I was thinking, like, you're like, I'm I'm like, man, what other comics has this guy done? Like, I gotta check him out. And you're like, you're just like you come out batting a thousand just out of nowhere, man. Like, you are human, you look human, right? I uh, think
2: so. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i've i've been doing a lot more parenting than than uh publishing work for the last couple of years uh but always you know trying to work on it and get better man
1: you're you're doing it like <laughs> if that's you getting better then like it's uh, you're doing something right but that that's cool man it's uh hopefully uh you know i i hear parenting's hard my my buddy's got three kids i haven't I haven't ventured down that w- weird road of life yet. Uh, but all power <laughs> to you, um, being a, being a creative and a parent, man, that's a lot. Uh, and now, now Leslie, uh, you are, uh, you've got some cool comic book, uh, backstories too. Uh, you were in project big hype and you had a really man, like one of the more, uh, I guess, tormented tales of that, um, shown Joe one
0: depressing story. <laughs> on there, yeah
1: and you you've also got a piece in um uh off into the sunset right that hasn't come out yet that yeah, everybody's man i'm so I excited mean,
0: i'm really i um, excited to share um what me and alex um schlitz and um aj mason uh, put together we had a nice little short on that
1: yeah i'm just i'm really pumped for that like i've been um I, I backed that day one uh just i just love westerns like i don't really like western i like new age western films like my dad always watches like the John Wayne stuff still. And I've, I've tried to like experience that with him. And then I just can't, I just, I have a hard time getting into it, but I love, like, I love Western stories like tombstone. I'm like that, you know, everybody loves tombstone. Like, um, but yeah, I'm just uh, Western comics I think are really cool. And I really like anthologies, man. It's, it's very impressive. Uh, when you guys, can do something in like six or seven pages, you know, in a regular comic, you get, you know, what, 20 to 30 ish, depending on who you publish with, uh, you know, and then, and then hopefully, you know, you get the second issue, right? So like, you don't have to do everything in that, you know, 20 paid 22 pages, you grab our attention, and then, you know, give us enough to want issue two. But these anthologies, man, you got to like, you got to attach us to a character attach us to a plot and then take us somewhere in like six to eight pages. If you're lucky, you know, yeah. and like I under dude, like, and, and you did that in big hype excellently. So like, I'm, I'm stoked for your off into the sunset and I'm, I'm so stoked for Savage wizard, which is what we're supposed to be talking about
0: ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank <you>. No worries. <laughs> so how,
1: how did you guys, uh, how'd you find Brian? Like how did you, how did you land like this amazing artist who's just came out of nowhere?
0: So kind of speaking of shorts, actually, um, I came up and uh, Brian did too, to an extent um, through um, this online um, group called the Comic Jam, where basically um, an artist and writer are paired together each week. And they have like a week to come up with a a one-page story based on like a random prompter given. And so Brian was in it at the same time as me, but never, um, I was never lucky enough to have any of his uh, art grace any of my scripts. (laughs) Um, So... I just kind of had him in the back of my head. I I was always wishing that, oh, man, I wish, you know, Brian could have uh, done my script, but we just never had the chance. And so um, when me and um, Doug um, finally had the script for um, Savage Wizard done, um, once we knew um, what the characters were going to look like and we knew more about the world, um, light bulb went off my head. Like, oh my gosh! Like, um Brian would be perfect for this. He had another story, Kuru, which um kind of looks a little bit similar, although tonally it's it's very different. But um, it also had a lot of like half naked guys running around and stuff. So, <laughs> just light bulb went off my head once I once I knew what we we're gonna be doing here with Sandwich Wizard.
1: Very cool, uh, Brian. Are, are you um? I, you can't help but see some nods to Conan. But as we'll talk about the plot a little bit, what you guys have revealed, you've there's like you know you're 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 paying respect to it but you're very much doing your own thing but i mean i read i've been getting into conan comics the last few months man and i mean you're you look like a a seasoned conan artist dude like i'm not (laughs) trying to like kiss your ass too much dude. your art is so freaking good man (laughs) you are so talented it's
2: crazy and i really appreciate that um. Yeah, man, I got, I've always been kind of a fan of like the movies. And uh, I really like, uh, you know, James James Heron, his run on Conan, mm-hmm. if, if I'm thinking of the right guy. And uh, was it Becky Cloonan did Conan as well? You know, uh, those two runs were really, really great. Um, I tried to stay a little bit away from them. Uh, what we we're trying to do with this book is... Well, when I got the script, they gave me some reference material and like we kind of want the guys to look like this and they were all like Samoan dudes and like African American dudes. And honestly, like I felt like, you know, that whole thing is being like underrepresented. And when I got the idea like, oh, we're going to do like, you know, Conan the Barbarian, but with like brown folks in it, that shit was that that really excited me. You know what I mean? Like I'm a Puerto Rican dude, you know, and like I just you don't see a lot of people, you know, who look like the people that I normally see. So I was, I was pumped. And that, that's actually what hooked me into doing this book. You know, as soon as I, as soon as I saw the reference and I read the script, I was in.
1: Nice. So the script's good.
2: I loved it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no pressure. But what do you really think? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? the what kind of vibe are we going with like is it it because the it it looks very you know action centric and and the the fluidity of the panels and the it looks like it's going to flow it looks like it's going to flow really well it looks like a very like high-paced narrative uh like one that i'm going to have to when we get the you know when i get the comic after the campaign is and everything's printed like i'm gonna have to remind myself to like slow down and appreciate what's going on uh that's the one thing it aggravates me about it doesn't aggravate me aggravate me me but like when i really get into something man i'm either i'm either reading through the word bubbles too quick to like get more of the art and turn the pages or i'm like reading too quick and only kind of scanning the art and then so like you know i end up having to read a comic like once usually twice uh just to kind of you know like i'll be like i gotta know what's happening and then i go back and like actually pick up stuff and be more of a critical active reader i guess you could say but like is it i mean obviously we're we're playing around in the fantasy genre here well you guys are i'm not just added myself to your creative crew accidentally but like you guys are playing around in the fantasy genre uh the action looks great but we're you know your your preview pages have shown us you know you know sword axe club fighting and as the solicit leads us to believe you know he's this barbarian is going to have to get out of his comfort zone, uh, and and play play within the the magical, uh, the, the 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 mysticism's and and dark magics and other practices that he's not quite used to, which is so cool. Like, how do you how like where did that come from? Were you just like, like Leslie? What what prompted this? how'd it start? Like, did you have like a crazy dream? Uh, were you just like, I'm just bored with swords and you were like, <laughs> screw swords, man, Conan, but magic, like wizards don't have to be skinny little stick dudes anymore.
0: <laughs> kind of, it's came out of wherever writer ideas come from. Um, pretty much, um, drugs. No, yeah. just, just <laughs> I know, right. Maybe, <laughs> no, uh, pretty much, uh, I was participating in a Pitchember, and uh, basically for Pitchember you're supposed to come up with a, an idea a day, so it's kind of similar to um, Drawtober for artists, but you know for writers you're supposed to come up with like a logline a day. So uh, throughout uh, November I was coming up with like a logline a day, and one of them was kind of this, just really quick, like "Oh, what if um, a barbarian was forced to become a wizard?" Idea, and um, Doug approached me wanting to co-write something. I was like, "Okay, I've never co-written anything, but we can give it a shot." So we're going back and forth with ideas, and nothing was really clicking. And then I I kind of going through my notes, I'm like, oh, like, how about this one about the barbarians? Like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like, let's do that one. Like immediately, um, you know, that sparks some excitement with them. Like, okay, let's do this. So um, it was really fun to, yeah, have this imagery of this barbarian playing his type. because. Um, the, the book itself doesn't have this image, but immediately when I thought it up, I'm yeah, picturing like this big, beefy barbarian guy and like a wizard robe, like you know, looking really awkward. So you immediately get that comedy, and we are definitely leaning heavily into comedy as well as action here with
1: the story. Nice. I think this um the the conan trope of or like you know just the bar well look at barbaric with vault you know like Mm -hmm. it's 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 action but it's it's got great art it's also weird but it's it's like got some great one-liners in it so i Mm. mean you guys like it works like i the 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 formula works but i mean again like not trying to compare you to other books out right now. Cause like I said, your idea I feel is very fresh. Uh, I haven't really seen it, you know, barbaric. He has his, his witch accomplice, you know, and, and not, he doesn't actually like do the magics himself, you know, he just is cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I really like that. I really I like the uh, instantaneous like character drama that you're going to get from that of like uh, we're going to have to watch him like kind of bumble his way through that, you know, like uh, barbarians can fight, but, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say like barbarians are graceful. So I would imagine this like magic learning thing is going to be like. I I feel like that'd give you guys like uh both in writing uh jokes and in visually like uh mm-hmm. creating the jokes, like I feel like that's gonna be really fun for you guys as as creatives. Yeah, is it I, are you
0: guys having fun? Like I'm, I'm definitely d- excited to to get to that part. Uh what Brian, we've uh, pretty much what you've seen that uh, those preview pages, the first third of the book uh, is all done now. But um pretty much, you know, as soon as we get funded, um and uh, Brian uh, gets paid and everything, we can definitely um, kind of jump into like, uh, there's some flashes to comedy, but I think the, the comedy comes more and more as you have just this, this awkward uh, situation that um, our main character, Renar, is forced into. So yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff to come past the preview pages that we've um, showcased.
1: Brian, have you gotten any script pages yet where you're just like, oh no, like I have to draw this? Because your, your <laughs> art is very detailed and, and, and like... You definitely take advantage of all the space in a panel that you can take advantage of. I feel from the art of yours, I've viewed like, are they, is that, do they give you like room to play or, or are you just like, you know, like, what are are they, are the scripts kind of loose or you, do you get a little part of that, uh, like, you know, scene creating process?
2: um the script's pretty i mean the story's all there but a lot of the details are left to me you know like what things look like how they you know uh composition things like that fight scenes are left up to me unless something has to happen Mm -hmm. like in the last page of the preview like you know that part needed to happen uh otherwise i got to kind of just mess around like fuck around and just do what i wanted to do you know and as for things that like were hard to draw or whatever i mean page one is a field of orcs that's on the on the thing
0: uh
2: so yeah
0: we apologize all the time to brian for just yeah that's (laughs) what he starts on just like an (laughs) army a horde of orcs like so sorry like there's so many of
2: them (laughs) it was like a horde of orcs and then a large group of the guys immediately after but mm-hmm. honestly, like it's hard to do, but it's not like I don't enjoy doing it. You yeah. know, if it was like draw a whole bunch of boring things, that'd be one thing. But if it's draw a whole bunch of like big muscle sword wielding you know angry dudes i'm let's do it you know what i mean like it's a lot of work but I'm, I'm i'm game let's let's get it you know
1: that's awesome so so uh uh leslie when when you're writing a script like so this is you know one day right i have i would like to write a comic. i have an mfa background i used to write short mm-hmm. stories um now i just review comics and and talk to comic professionals and uh and and you know like i'm i've I feel like I'm learning, like talking to you guys about story. Like it's, it's cool talking about how people make stories. Uh, I really geek out on that. I think my listeners, more people keep listening. So I'm doing something sort of right, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I mean, when, when you're writing, so I, the, one of the intimidating parts of like comic scripting initially um, Mm -hmm. is, and especially when you read like a really intense uh, script writer, who's like getting like the minutiae in there, you know, like, Oh, and in the corner, like there's this character and, you know, like the Mm -hmm. exact number of cars on a street or something like that. Cause some, some people will take it there. Um, But you know, in my mind, like I would like to, I write really good dialogue. So like, if I could write, this is kind of happening, this is what's said. And then just like, give that page to the artist and be like, you think of the camera angle and like do it. like, I just, I feel like that actually makes it seem possible (laughs) You know, not like, not like Mm -hmm. you have to be in control of everything. And so like, are you, what, what do you prefer? Like when you're writing a story, whether it's like, or even like in an anthology when, when your pages are so limited and maybe you do have to take a little more control, like where's, where's your sweet zone at? What do you like? Um, my sweet zone.
0: I've, I've learned, I mean, especially now that I've had a lot more trial and there and kind of have had more of a career arc, I would say is that I've learned, um, I've definitely gone away from controlling and being too controlling, but there has to be a balance. Like you can't just be like, all right, figure everything out yourself. You know, <laughs> I am definitely in the middle. I, I think I'm also a more dialog um driven writer. Definitely want to get the important beats in there, but, um, you know, for the most part, I'm not going to try to micromanage, like there need to be 27 orgs here and You know, I'm just like, draw a bunch of them that's not you know? <laughs> <laughs> like i i try to you know only get in the important details and yeah there definitely is, is a point where you're micromanaging or you're you're overloading the artist with too much information you know so kind of get the important stuff in there you know because i'm no alan Moore. you know I, I don't need there's no reason i yeah. need to write like a page
1: there's
0: no reason i need to write like a page worth of, of stuff for like one panel you know like i i i think i'm a pretty uh uh, in the in the middle and when the, when it comes to my my process i i'm not overly verbose, both but i mean at the same time i'm i'm trying to get brian something to work off of you know so how does that
1: change when you're doing your anthology work
0: um so for an anthology i think yeah maybe there is a, a bit more control that i, I will take there um uh f- from my experience at least um there has been a, a little bit less of a back and forth with my anthology work versus um something like this just because either the, the time crunch or how the team has been assembled um it's been more of a okay here is a script and um not to say there isn't any wiggle room but typically uh, i've only had these two <laughs> but both times it, it seems like uh it's been a lot more of a, of a of a okay uh my word in stone and there hasn't been as much um changing versus like for this i was wizard um Brian jumped in and it was added four pages, like Amelia to script, and me and Doug loved it. You know, but like, I feel like I'm not sure if the artists feel as comfortable in, in the anthologies. Uh, maybe play around with with um, my script as much, but that's kind of how anthologies have gone for me versus um, full length um, comics or longer comics in
1: general. Nice. So that tells me something very good. I I, I've, I believe in in Savage Wizard. I I think the numbers speak for themselves, but like when okay so so brian when when leslie first talked to me about this and he was like hey man you, you want to see like a couple pages and i was, I was like yeah because like first of all like i went from like a year ago man like i was just tweeting about comics i read right and mm-hmm. and like i never thought i would be interviewing uh kickstarter writers or i've, I've got to interview a couple big two writers in the ever. last couple yeah. months you know and like i didn't think that was gonna be me ever i definitely didn't think like writers and artists were going to like send me like stuff that like <laughs> hasn't even been solicited yet <laughs> yeah. you know like it. so he's like he sends these. i'm like yeah yeah i want to see it and man he shows it to me and i was just like blown away like it's just, like i don't i feel like i'm embarrassing myself by talking about how good your art is but i can't it's so fucking good
0: <laughs> Like, I love that this is just a universal reaction to Brian's art. And yeah, I'm, that's what Brian Leslie is said. like. Very he said- humble, but like every time, like people are like, okay, here's another. Someone's you know sending me another Kickstarter thing, whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Brian's art. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll
1: interview. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you ever get like? Do you ever want to be like? Did you even read that one page of dialogue that I said? <laughs> You know
0: that's I I'm, I I don't feel too uh, not 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 possessive is the right word but I mean <laughs> all praise all praise the Brian you know it's like I, I think me and Doug have definitely written some awesome stuff but like Brian is definitely I think the the creative force behind like just how the world looks I mean I mean come on like if it wasn't for him it'd be a, a very different comic so yeah uh, I'm so thankful to have Brian on board and that he has you know put a face to these people that we kind of dreamt up
1: yeah. I'd, I think I just I think it's awesome. I think he's a really good fit like uh, to his style. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, he's very um he looks it, it looks like you know a conan comic if, if you just like stare at it for a second and you're like but then you're like whoa oh no this is this is a crowdfunded like comic um you know i love kickstarter i love that some people have a lot of success with it some people don't um you know there there's still those i mean the art is art and art and lettering sometimes and i think it's because a budget mm-hmm. uh gets set aside in some kickstarter campaigns uh more so lettering i think kickstarters finally starting to be like hey you know we got to we got to come out with our a game now um because yeah, there's for sure. which sucks too because there's just so many amazing kickstarter campaigns now right. and i want to like
0: for my wallet
1: <laughs> yeah i want to i want to be a part of all of them um but the, I, I have seen like lettering get kind of pushed to the side and that's a bummer too because it's like you don't really think about bad lettering until you see it and then and then you're like man letters need that's more it. recognition because <laughs> yep yeah because a bad lettering can do I mean, you know, you're spending all this time writing the script and and drawing these pretty pictures, man. And then they you don't want the text to look all weird and off center and, you know, like touching the edges of the bubble. You know, there's all this, but you can really nitpick comics when you want to. I try not to do that, but sometimes you can't help it. But anyways, you guys are at that upper echelon of Kickstarter uh, fashion sexiness that you got the. You got the, uh, you got the gorgeous, the gorgeous pages. Uh, you got your campaign pages is really good. Like just every, you guys are very polished. Uh, you your whole team, the way you are, um, the way you're doing your own PR work, you're hitting the podcast circuits. You came on Blake's buzz. I don't want to like get too <laughs> intense on myself, but every podcast I've covered has has one <laughs> gotten funded. It won. Yeah, all right, hope so, you Keep know, going. I'm yeah, basically we'll like it's like make your comic, talk to Blake, get rich. That's it's kind of like the underpant gnome scheme on <laughs> on South Park, but you know, <laughs> I dig I'm, it. I'm I'm kidding, but like I I do I <laughs> the kickstarters that I've talked about I have all gotten funded, but I don't think it's my because it's because i'm i know have i don't know. Taste. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I, taste. I guess i have good taste yeah <laughs> but um but you're yeah you're so the campaign page looks good the way your reward tiers are set up are really good you've gotten some pinups like all the smart kickstarter stuff that people do you guys took advantage of um and you know wrapped it up in your own personality and put it out there and like i've said man in the last couple days i know we all follow a lot of the same people on twitter but I mean, dude, everybody's like, I just, all I keep seeing everybody's retweet of like, Oh, I'm back Savage wizard, a back Savage wizard. And I'm just like, yes. Cause like, I want it now. Like this yeah. is, I, I want you guys to succeed and stuff. And I, you you guys seem like good dudes. And, and, you know, Leslie, we followed each other for a little while. And you know, you're, I just, you know, I like, I like who you are online. You know, you're not a jerk. You're, you're very supportive of other indie creatives and stuff. Uh, but so like, I want you guys to succeed, but more, I just want this comic blowing in my hands. <laughs> I, get I want to open the pages. I want to read it. I want to be like, oh man. And then like, I want to get like, I want to get that fire when you like, I need issue two, you know? And like, that's one, one of the bad things and good things about Kickstarter is mm-hmm. when it really hits and you're like, oh, this is great. And then, you know, with comics, you got to wait a month, month and a half, sometimes two with a delay. That's the issue with Kickstarter is, you know, issue two sometimes takes a little bit. Mm-hmm. But on that note, Everything goes well, no hiccups, funding happens, well-received, all that good stuff. Like what what kind of uh, duration are you guys thinking about taking this like number? Have you even, have you thought about like a first arc or like beyond that? So we've um, at least thought about the first arc.
0: We have like a four issue mini series plan. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you know, this is definitely um, meant to be told as as a complete story. So we have a a four issue arc that we have planned. Um, Fingers crossed if people are into this enough
1: if they're not fuck them
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i I like
1: (laughs) exactly no i i feel like people are definitely going to be in like they i they got to be man there's i don't know like like i said like you guys are putting this out at a good time where um i mean uh well marvel's kind of their um conan run is is i mean i don't want to say dying off because they're going to bring it back but like Zeb's ending or, or, uh, who's ever, so, damn, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get him Almost and Zeb Wells it. confused uh, <laughs> every day of my life. Like I, I will all, I hope I never, I would love to interview one of them, but I will call them the wrong name right. in the interview. Like I know I'll make a fool of myself. I'll be like, oh yeah, we're talking Hellions and oh, nope. I said, the- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but you know, like they're, that's like taking a break or something. Uh, hmm. so Conan's taking a break okay barbaric is not coming back until next year so like Mm. where are we gonna get where are we gonna get our barbarian? yeah man you're 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 like oh you guys need that fix you need that muscly sword swinging dark magic fantasy fix you chop that up on a train (laughs) you hand it out at the party man you guys it's like the absolute perfect time so i think i think you got that going for you um, I, I, you're, you're, uh, I mean, well, Doug, you know, Doug's Doug landed the source point deal. You got that going for you, you know, you're, the good news for your co-writer, uh, you've got work that people love from anthologies. And so many people are stoked for off into the sunset, just like waiting, waiting for it. And you got your yeah, yeah, and, and you'll have work in that. So, yeah, man, I just, I think, I, I got, I got, I just feel like a good vibe about it, man. I just, I think you guys are gonna do really well. And I, I've, I mean, like I said, you're what? You're not even two weeks in yet, are you? Sure. Or are you right so at Not weeks? even,
0: off, we're not even on a week yet. Wednesday will be a full week, so we're, we're feeling confident. I already, we had another interview, and someone asked if I, if I thought this was gonna um, get funded, and I was like, hell yeah, like look at Brian art, you know, I had, <laughs> I didn't have a doubt. And um the fact that we're already past halfway funded and it's not even a week like I mean it's gonna happen. Like the, that's cool. Like what do you call it? The uh the past you know uh trajectory of uh trajectory of like you know Kickstarters says that you know, this is basically going to happen now that we're, we're past the the danger zone of you know 20 funded so this is definitely going to happen it's just a matter of when uh so yeah definitely super excited about fulfilling and um kind of going on from from the next issues of the miniseries Me and doug already have you no know, issue two scripted we just have to edit it and everything but you know we have an outline we know the story we want to tell and super excited for people to see more of this once yeah once it uh, uh once it gets uh, funded and fulfilled and everything
1: now i heard from um i heard from a writer i won't say his name because I, I don't want to try and like throw him under the bus because i had such a good time talking to him and the artist but he said uh that the the kind of stress um the stress refresh of kickstarter mm-hmm. right where you're just like constantly refreshing on your phone, pulling up the app. Uh, And then I know on the creative side, like you can have Kickstarter, like notify you, like, you know, ding, ding, every time you get like uh, a pledge or something. So like, Brian, are you, he said that's more of a writer thing. Are are you like looking at Kickstarter a lot, refreshing, like checking the numbers? Or are you just like, are you just drawing barbarians, murdering the fuck out of orcs and you're just like, I'll leave that, I'll leave that to the nerds. And I'm just, I'm just (laughs) I'm just gonna hammer out these pages.
2: First couple of days, I was definitely doing that, but it was starting to drive me insane. So I <laughs> had to like turn off all notifications about it and I wait for them to tell me uh, where we're at. I'm, it just, it seems like it's going to happen. So it's just trying to be patient and not drive myself insane.
1: Yeah. What about you, yeah. Leslie? Are you, are you like, are you on right.
2: it? It was my first.
1: It's my first Kickstarter.
0: Uh, Doug has had two now with um, Big Hype and Ultra Max, but it's my first. So I mean, yeah, I was definitely going crazy, you know, <laughs> refreshing and everything like that. And my internet was working also, so it was like I was freaking losing it that first day. <laughs> and I'm still on there fairly regularly. And when I see, oh no, it's not moving, I'll you know start doing a bunch of tweets. But um, I'm I'm slowly, slowly starting to get better, you know. But yeah, I'm definitely on there still, you know, fairly regularly. It's just like okay, like. It, set a good pace basically. So, um, I, I could see that the divide it being a more writer thing, especially cause it's like, Hey, like, you know, I'm not working on anything else right now. Let me, <laughs> let me, uh, yeah, go crazy and refresh it. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. That, that has been me for sure. I,
1: I talked to, uh, I've interviewed, uh, Kevin, Kevin Cuff and Bob France, uh, the metal mm-hmm. shark bro guys a few, a couple awesome. times and their last kickstarter kevin told me it was like he said bob's bob's the kind of guy who like he'll get he'll wake up at like three in the morning to piss and then like text kevin be like we got two new backers <laughs> <laughs> and, and kevin's like kevin's like i turn that shit off man like i don't even want to know i, I just want to like do some interviews and talk about it and and then hopefully it happens and yeah so he's it seems to be like there's no like middle ground it's you like anything, as, as a right? you're either like obsessively like just staring at your phone all day which i mean we all do anyway basically sure. that's exactly. one of the bad things is like you have that on your phone so you could very easily just like get lost in it like a weird TikTok spiral of nothingness and then four hours later it's like three o'clock in the morning and you're like what happened i had things to do um, but it's yeah so it's either like people just don't touch it and like don't care which kind of seems like should care a little at least a little bit but it's like it's like total separatists or just way too involved with kickstarter there's no like healthy middle ground it's kind of funny it probably
0: helps like when you when, I, when you have a team too so it's like at least you have other people can tell you kind of what, what's happening yeah and so yeah i get that but yeah luckily i don't have any notifications or i'd really be going crazy i, I can't do that
1: that'd be too much for me <laughs> like every time yeah. uh, I heard I heard one of the like uh, someone someone was just talking on Twitter. I can't remember what campaign it was, but they mentioned mm-hmm. how like people would like people would back out and then other people would pledge and so mm-hmm. like your your campaign is doing stuff, but the money uh, number uh, isn't changing at all. <laughs> so it's just like it's so funny like well I say funny but you guys are like it's not fucking funny <laughs> I say funny because it's like from a consumer point, you know, like it's, it's, it's cool when it happens when they blow up, like with, uh, with the uh, David Peppos and, uh, and the yeah, OZ, oh, yeah. you know, but, but I mean, I, man, I think he did 50 podcasts in three and a half weeks. Like, could you yeah, imagine I'm to be like him,
0: I'm trying to like him and Erica Schultz. Like I was trying yeah. to like, get as many as I don't have a name like them, but like, yeah, I, I was trying to do as many as possible. I mean, I feel there. like
1: if you, if you do, I mean, it worked, it worked for them. Uh, cause I mean, even, I mean, David has a bigger name it's but especially with his recent aftershock work with um, mm-hmm. scouts honor and stuff but you know like i i found out about erica through that kickstarter and mm-hmm. then found out that she's got like a a, a Comicsology original that did really well and got nominated for some awards that mm-hmm. dark horse is about to reprint um so like I mean, I've found out about a lot of indie people from Kickstarter uh, that, you know, like I wouldn't have known about. Uh, And, you know, this last year is when I really got into Kickstarter where, I mean, I I have the comic shop that I used to buy from. um, Shout out to Comics on the Green. Um, They are awesome, but I've cut my pull list back big time so that I can be more. more. Yeah. Okay, okay, guys, this is the kind of dummy I am, right? So I back a Kickstarter and like, you know, I'll, I'll in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to back digitally so that I can buy more Kickstarters, support more people, get more of these comics. Right. So then like when people, when the comic releases, right, you get the digital first typically, but then mm-hmm. you start seeing these people on Twitter, right. And then post their fancy variants that they got on <laughs> Kickstarter, these cool packages with stickers and bookmarks. I love bookmarks. Like I need, I read a bunch of books simultaneously. so like having a bunch of bookmarks is good for me. Um, yeah. And so, like then, I'll I will hit up the creatives. I'll be like, you guys got any extra copies? <laughs> like, I I got it digitally, but now I want I want the cover. I want the I want the real book. You know. So I, a lot of times, like I will because I'm broke, will pay for it digitally, and then like. Oh paycheck runs around and it's like uh, can I buy this again and pay for shipping because I just didn't do it right the first time. So you think I would learn but I don't (laughs) because this happens a lot. Um, But yeah, so I I've actually adjusted like my comic purchasing to to compensate to be more part of the Kickstarter because I think there are some really, really amazing stories. And I think you guys are part of that. Um, There's this Kickstarter magic and it's been blowing up the last few months. A lot of creatives I talk to think it's because of COVID um, where like, we were all trapped at home and you didn't we you couldn't get a signed comic book because people weren't doing signings you couldn't get sketch work you know because people weren't going out in public doing sketches and now you have kickstarter where oh pay like a few extra bucks get a signed sketch copy get some bonus prints get all this it's it's turns the comic purchase into more of an experience where you're interacting with new fans and readers uh and you guys are more apt to come on shows like this do your own pr work because you you have to like you got to get the word out you know and you got to do that yourself um and like I, i think you guys are doing a good job at that as well and so, you know, I I just, I think it's a really cool world and I want to be more part of it. And so like, I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll, I pay for Marvel Unlimited. Like I'm going to quit buying 15 X-Men comics a month and variants for them as well. I was, dude, was bad. I was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was dumping a lot of money on the and X-Men saga and I love it. It's cool. It's cool. But like, I, you know, I made some sacrifices to be, you know, more a part of the indie circuit and Leslie, I know you back a lot of Kickstarters too. Cause you try.
0: I definitely had to cut back, but I try. Yeah, you're fine. You're right. Um, I was definitely, I was back in a few before COVID, but I think it's really exploded, you know, with, with quarantine or anything and, uh, I think my my purchases like last year just just freaking blew up to the point where my wife was like, "How much are you spending?" <laughs> you <know? laughs> But there's just, like, there's just so much out there. Like, you're you're hardly tapping the surface, surface of it, you know. I'm definitely backing, of course, my peers. But there are also just random ones that I've seen recommended to me that are amazing. Like, where is this coming from? I have never heard of this. Like, yeah. People that are even on Twitter, you know. And it's, like, there's just so much great stuff out there. And, I mean, it's the same for, I mean, really, you could say the, the larger in the scene also. There are so many good, you know, books from smaller publishers, like, you know, Scout, Mad Kid, that you only have so much money and so much time. And you're probably only tapping into like you know just the tiniest minuscule of all the amazing yeah. comics out there, and it, it kind of depresses me sometimes. Like <laughs> there's so many great comics that I'm never going to get a chance to read, but. You know, I, I do my best to to support people I can, and even if it's not financially, I'm definitely trying to shout as loud as I can. Um, you know, to to retweet them or whatever the case may be. You know, because yeah, uh, all we can do is help each other out as, as much as we can, as, as long as you don't suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't don't say don't shitty things on the internet exactly you think that wouldn't be a hard thing to do don't be an asshole online i mean you could or don't be an asshole in real life too but i mean most people get caught being an asshole online and then like and then your career's over it's like really (laughs) like you had a dream job you got to do whatever you want work with whatever artist or writer you want and then you, you, you know, and then you just yeah, you just want to yeah, 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 no, don't go that way. What the hell is wrong with people? Also, like, no, no, no. I don't know. Nerds are just here angry. Brian, what do you think? What you, you aren't even on Twitter, so you have already. You're smarter than Leslie and yes, I because you're yes. you've escaped <laughs> you've escaped the cesspool. Um, I hear Insta. I'm on Instagram, but not as much. I'm not as active, but I've I've been told many times that. Uh, the, the comic book uh, corner on Instagram is a lot more kind, you know, like it's, it's less, less toxic, less argumentative. Uh, It's more like, you know, it's just where you just look at pictures. I, I think a lot of people don't even read stuff on Instagram because like, it's just like, you look at the pictures and you're like, heart it and move on yeah. um which i mean i guess is good for you know an amazing artist when you're just like i'm just gonna post my i'm just you're like i'm just gonna sit here i'm gonna play my guitar for a little bit and i'm just <laughs> gonna post pictures and be a dad and you guys can just you guys can just scuttle off into your drama
2: <laughs> yeah instagram's cool uh i don't i don't uh, feel like an amazing artist on there because the people on there are so high level it's incredible uh, but yeah, you don't get a lot of the toxic stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I, I like what you said about Kickstarter and, and, uh, how, like you know how comics are tribal to begin with you know like even a long time ago before indie comics were really that popular we were all like team marvel team dc you know x-men this and that. but now like you feel more personally invested in kickstarter and back in a comic like y- you start rooting for them you start like you know given you know you care that whether or not this book makes it or not and so when you actually have it in your hand you feel like you accomplished something even though like you just put down some money you know what i mean or yeah. retweeted it, or, or that so that's that's incredible i mean like that that's what really kind of got me to think that Kickstarter is a, a real viable way to make comics and 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 connect with people because like I don't know it's kind of close to like uh, MMA or boxing or anything like that where you you're not fighting you're not you know playing in the sport but you're emotionally invested in a big way you know and I feel like getting people to feel like they did when they were like 10 and you were ready to fist fight someone who said like the wrong thing about Gambit like (laughs) you know what I mean like that that, that's how Kickstarter like makes you feel sometimes you know Mm -hmm. if you see a shitty post they feel like they're saying something about you because you're back and you
1: know yeah that i i totally get that so (laughs) this (laughs) i you kind of just made me realize why i love kickstarter so much so when i was in first grade you you could buy X-Men comics at the gas station, right? Like uh, 7-Eleven, the t- grocery stores sold them on, on the racks. And it was really, you know, we had comic book shops, but like my dad didn't take me to my first comic book shop until a couple years after I was making him buy me grocery store comics. Um, but I that was like, when I was a kid, that was the time like the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont X-Men was coming out that like everybody had with the gatefold cover that I think Jim Lee just sold that original art for like, millions and millions of dollars or something um like good good for him i think he donated Mm -hmm. the money but it definitely sold for like just i I made a joke to my buddy i was like just imagine having the kind of disposable income where you could buy something like that let alone owning this amazing art but just the the totally different life and world experience you would have just Mm -hmm. to be like yeah i'm gonna buy this original comic art for like three and a half million dollars i got it it's cool um but so uh, my buddies and I, we were obsessed. You know, we had the X Men cartoon, we had these X Men comics, we were all about it. And, you know, we got this bright, my buddy could kind of draw. And so we were going to make our own X Men comic and didn't color it, just, you know, pencils and inks and, and, really terrible lettering because we were in grade school and didn't <laughs> write for shit. And we made this like terrible X-Men comic that was like copied art from like the X-Men cartoon or like pages, cool pages from a comic. And we were gonna, like, leave it at seven 11 next to like the other X-Men comics and be like, yeah. And then, then they'll buy ours and, and they'll be like, Oh, this is so good. Then Marvel will be <laughs> like, Oh, we got to hire these these young boys to, to write the X-Men. It was a, a clear-cut plan. Like we had it all planned out with all the answers. And I kind of feel like I think that's why I'm tied to Kickstarters, because it, it makes me feel like I'm part of the team. Like mm-hmm. uh especially now with the blog and stuff where like I, I do the interviews and I do the write-ups and stuff. And it's like you know i just kind of like selfishly put myself as a part of it and <laughs> didn't believe
0: that you're a six man i mean with the press i mean seriously it's it's a lot and helps i mean small teams i mean anyone really but like you know that it's just really instrumental part of getting the word out there so i mean that stuff is huge when when you can get your voice past your own bubble and it can you know go further and further like you know that's the reason like out here doing so many podcasts is yeah i have like my circle of people that usually retweet me but if i can Get even one new person that has never heard of me before. I mean, that's that's huge. Just you know, my men also appreciate you know your your blog, your podcast, and others like it. You know, because they do a, a tremendous amount of work and very grateful um, for what you guys do.
1: so I appreciate. I just I just I always you know. I, I just always think it's like the the artist and the writer, you know, and like and the letters and the colors and every, everybody involved. But like, mm-hmm. it's, I I told someone a long time ago that I never wanted to podcast and I never really wanted to do any of this. Cause I, I said that I was like, I was like, no one gives a shit what I have to say. And, and this guy was like, you're dumb. I mean, he was like, look at your Twitter following. It's like, gets bigger, you know, every month and like people retweet you all the time. And he was like, obviously people like what you have to say. And I was like, mm. <laughs> now like, <laughs> Now it's like podcasting is like taking Uh, over—not like my life, but I mean it's—it's you know like you got to do an episode every week, you got to edit a little bit, you got to set up the interviews and stuff. It's just—it's still new. It's only like. You know, i've only been doing the the. i've done other people's podcasts but like my own show for like you know mm-hmm. a couple months now you guys will be uh episode 11, Eleven.
2: just we just got what? to 10 episodes oh yeah that's so like i'm long. i'm a baby
1: guys i'm a little <laughs> i'm a little podcast
2: baby <laughs> that's crazy, dude you seem like a natural that's great i crazy. Yeah. Done worked done in 11- a bar
1: for a long time so i'm really good at talking to people because i i used to have to be nice to people because they would give me money <laughs> 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 now i'm you nice to people and thing. they give me comics so it's like yeah, hey, there's there's a, you know. <laughs> but I, I appreciate that thank you i i thought the same thing earlier when you said you were like yeah i'm on instagram but i'm not a great artist i'm like bullshit <laughs> like seriously man like i like i said i was legit shocked when i tried to like pull up past comics you've written and, and there wasn't much there because i you just seemed you seem like a very seasoned and polished artist uh, like in that you've done a lot of work now you've both mentioned that you've, you you kind of do these like oh uh, like the the novella november or whatever they call it or like the the writer September. challenge stuff and mm-hmm. and, the, and the art challenge months and that's kind of how you guys met each other it was on a I, just, I had to talk too much with my hands. Um, you guys uh, kind of met each other on on a website that was doing that. Like, are, so are you gonna do? Um, what is it? October is a big one for the artists, right?
2: October. October. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So are you gonna? Are you gonna? Because I'm about to follow you on Instagram. <laughs> Like, well, as, soon as, as soon as we get done here, I'm going to I'm gonna hit you up. Because I asked Leslie earlier, I was like, is he on Twitter? I can't find him. And he was like, no, he's on Insta. I was he's, like, oh, he's
0: okay. smart for Twitter. Like I said, he, he's getting <laughs> all the work done by not being on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm that's true.
2: true. I, I, I don't know how to start. Like, how do you start? At least on Facebook, you can invite your friends and family. Like, on Twitter, I have no idea how you start. I feel yeah. like you're just talking to yourself or replying to people. Yeah. I, is, the is that what you are? Yeah. Oh, or... Dude, I, uh,
1: Blake's buzz <laughs> is Blake's buzz because i talked to myself for many years <laughs>
0: just gotta be confident talking to yourself out loud and, yeah I mean, man
1: like <laughs> i was just like i would read comic books and like tweet to nobody and be like this was a really cool comic and then other people would be like oh i read that too and then like i made these like nerd friends on twitter and then then yeah and then and then you mm-hmm. like go into the dark places of Twitter and you're like, no, I don't want to be there. And, then, it's
0: the comics, Twitter.
1: <laughs> and what I really don't get is <laughs> like, I have to like mute and unfollow some people. Sometimes it's not as bad now that I work from home, but like, I'm, you know, porn is porn is great for like many things and many people, but like when you're just randomly scrolling and you're in an office and then like full blown mm-hmm. penetration, just out of nowhere, oh, wow. like, like, <laughs> my, like people, people retweet that. Like, I would. Really? I would, just, I would just, that would just embarrass me. Like, like oh, what was what Internet. was Blake doing? <laughs> like, oh, three o'clock this in the afternoon, <laughs> yeah. or like, like breakfast hours. Like, yeah, I sat down with my bowl of cereal and orange juice, and <laughs> oh, you guys need to see barn. this. But anyway, yeah. So that's like a whole other area, and that was even, man, that was before like OnlyFans and stuff took off. That was just like wow. people just sharing random scenes, like this. So yeah. So yeah, anyway, Twitter gets weird, man. But it's also like it's really good for networking. Uh, but I imagine uh, Instagram as an artist is equally, equally, uh, you know, good for networking and stuff. And there's like all the different. Like there's like a million different like deviant arts. I just age myself, right? Cause like deviant <laughs> art isn't even like that yeah. cool anymore. There's like a million <laughs> other things.
2: I was on there for a while. I don't know. I, I hear it's really good for, for, for networking and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm a dinosaur. Like I'm almost 40, dude. I, I don't fucking know how any <laughs> of that. I put it out there and if I get 30 likes, I'm pumped. So that, yeah. that's about as good as I get.
1: 30 is a good number, man. Like that's a, that's yeah. a, you, I always it's imagine. like going
0: to be going out. Now that people are going to be finding out about brain. This is the <laughs> oh, numbers are going up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like once people start seeing more of your artwork, uh, especially with this Kickstarter, and like I said, like both Leslie and Doug, like are just notorious, like people like them and the people that like they have a lot of like creative friends that like are really supportive and also in the Kickstarter scene. Uh, and they're all backing your book and and raving about it uh, and, and, you know, talking about it. And so like, yeah, man, I, I I've, I i do not know how you're, you're kind of like, people aren't talking about you more, but I feel like you're in a good place to where, like, I mean, if you don't start getting a lot of work from this, like I'm I'll shut down the blog. Like, fuck everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Like that's stupid. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Things are brewing. I'm slowly building up towards things, so yeah. Hopefully next year it's going to be even brighter. But yeah, things are definitely building in, in the
1: right direction. Yeah, keep keep Brian in your pocket, man. Like, <laughs> <get> <laughs> in, like yeah. is there is there like a Kickstarter retainer? Can is this can we? Is this is going to be well, the first like over, contractual
0: Kickstarter. If we get over enough, I'm hoping we can at least partially fund you know a number two. So that would yeah. definitely helps us. To, yeah, keep the momentum going.
1: Who was it? Uh, St- Steve Steve Urina who did like slow pokes and stuff but mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's a really good dude and that's exactly. his his exactly. whole deal man is he any extra money he makes like he pays for everything he pays his crew and then all that money like he invested into the next project like he doesn't use it for anything like it just goes right into the next book and I was like uh, I don't know that was really impressive when he told me that because I would just I'm so like, I mean, you can see the books behind me. I'm fucking <laughs> <with> money.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a really smart approach. I feel like I'm seeing a little bit more of that, so I'm, I'm definitely I'm considering it for us in terms of just like, hey, like right now, like you know, our Kickstarter cost was six thousand. So, like, hey, if we were a thousand over, could we the next one be five? You know, or mm-hmm. something like that. So, it, it's just definitely a smart way
1: of uh, keeping costs down, uh, production costs down. How? Um, I mean, having having Doug help you a little bit. I think you mm-hmm. know helped it a little bit, but like. Like you said, this is your your first Kickstarter. Is your baby, right? Like it's your mm-hmm. you know, well, it's all your guys's baby. But like yeah. it's you know, this is your your first Kickstarter campaign that you've been a part of, where it was like you're the creator. You're not you're not in an anthology that someone else is kind of you know publishing so like Mm -hmm. is that just like wildly it's just intensely stressful like because i just i feel like it's i feel like it's both really rewarding but also like sort of tear like like are you kind of terrified some days for sure
0: (laughs) i mean it was mostly the first day like my stomach was in knots like the first day like i was just like miserable the first day but definitely a lot better now um i think probably as we get closer to end, they'll probably that way again uh i i mean yeah i think it's gonna be super rewarding to like hold you know the physical Book, book in my hand. I definitely have some books of mine that I printed, but they're, they're all short. So this will be like my first full length. So I'm super excited you know to hold my hand also for however many people end up you know back in this thing for those people to also be reading it digitally or holding your hand i'm super just pumped for so many more people who haven't read my work to and doug's work also to, to check it out so yeah it's a like you said it's both it's uh it's terrifying and exhilarating at the same time
1: i could i should start doing that like try and interview people like the first week of their kickstarter and just fuck oh, with God. them the whole time <laughs> <laughs> like I'll be the one refreshing on on like the feed oh. and I'll be like I'm like oh your your price went down I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Somehow you've lost 10%. <laughs> yeah. I was like
1: I was like guys I haven't even posted this episode you just like lost a $50 or What if? Um wow, what what about you uh Brian like uh this is I mean I, this is I feel like this is a pretty big deal for you too like you're uh like i like like leslie said like he's been sending these pages out it's it's universal like you've impressed us all we you know we're we're ready for to see more of your stuff to see you know you know more of your your pages i'm imagining there's going to be a really cool splash page somewhere uh that that like i'm just like I'm, i'm stoked to see like what you can do like is it like I'm same for you, like little little intimidating, but also a little exciting, or or like you. I guess you're you got the you got the kiddo to like kind of distract you a little bit too. Like, does that?
2: I got four kiddos. Four. Oh man, you haven't even you haven't yeah. even been
1: on the internet. How would you find time to do this fucking interview? Yeah,
2: yeah that, that's why social media and all that. Because every second that's not raising kids is is drawing. um Yeah. Wait, what was
1: the question again? I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, better question. What do the kiddos think of of dad being being an awesome comic book artist? Like my dad was a bartender and, a, and an exterminator when I was a kid. <laughs> I love him. I love my, but it's not, you know, when when you're like, what does your dad do for a living? You know, I never got to be like, oh, my dad's a fireman or like, but I mean, like to be like a kid, be like, oh yeah, my dad's, my dad is a comic book artist. Like, do they think you're cool or, or do you just, the kids just don't think we're, any of us are cool anymore?
2: <laughs> One of my kids thinks it's kind of cool um, because she's been she's my oldest one and she's been kind of watching me do this from the beginning. Oh, cool. Um, And also an exterminator. Dad seems like the fucking coolest (laughs) job ever. I'd want to go with my dad to watch him. Like (laughs) I did. He, okay. (laughs)
1: true story he made me not go with him anymore because i was costing him too much money because he would he would like fill up the spray gun with the chemicals and shit right and he'd be like all right you can do the outside of the building and he would let me spray like the base on the outside of the building while he did the inside stuff (laughs) i would be outside and i'd see like one bug and i would just spray this motherfucker till it died (laughs) and then he was like you can't do that you're like that whole bottle is supposed to go all the way around the building. I would get like halfway around the building. I'd be like, Hey, it's empty. And he's like, how'd you use all that? And then he would get mad at me. So yeah, <laughs> I, I was his little exterminator helper until like, I was like too much of the. I was going through too much of the inventory. And then as so he put a stop, to that, <laughs>
2: that sounds awesome. Though. I saw some I,
1: weird shit though, I, man. Like I, this, uh, we, I went with him to an apartment complex one time and this old lady, like put her cigarette out on me on accident, but she like, <laughs> Oh man, like, it, cause he, he would go into like some sketchy areas of town and, and take me and like, the, I, I mean, like there, I was like seeing like drugs and stuff. Like these people would like not prep their apartment for the exterminator. And so like, yeah, man, just like trays with lines cut out on them, like creepy old ladies that like accidentally burned me with a cigarette who kept talking about how she saw bugs flying around her head. And there like, weren't any bugs. She's like, she's like trying to tell my dad about, it. she's like, what are these little bugs? And, and And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's asking me, "She's like, do you see the bugs?" And I was like, "I don't know, man." Are the bugs in the room right now? Yeah, like like those those, like jokes people make where they're like, "There's spiders on me." I saw those fucking people as a kid, man, and I did. At the time, I just thought they were weird, you know. Then I got older and found out that like they were living a whole different world.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you look at your dad, like you took me in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like yeah, that, it's funny. Like the the world we live in now, we're like that wouldn't happen. But like, yeah, back yeah. back in the day, you know, he'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, like you know, we're you know, we're in a, a shady area of town, and, and he's like, yeah, go around the building, and spray, you'll be fine. And, and for <laughs> you know, now it's like, who the hell would ever let a kid do that? Just like, yeah, go wander around. So yeah, this is weird. It was cool though, and then uh, the better part was when he was a bartender and I turned twenty one, got to drink for free, and that was that was that was the cool dad moment. I was like, yeah. So, but yeah, he's he's uh he's I love my dad. He's he's a good dude. He's he's real supportive of podcasts and stuff, and I think he would listen to it if he could figure out how because uh, he's not super great at the. At the computer. Um, but he, I <laughs> I know some of my family listens to this and I'm always like, Man, some of them may know what comic books are, but they definitely don't know what Kickstarter is. Like and <laughs> I'm like, level. What like you're you're like listening to these interviews, they gotta just be like, What the hell is okay? Like,
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you gotta love those supportive family members who like don't really mm-hmm. understand what you do, but they love you, so they just kind of like, well, you know, he's doing his best. It sounds like he's doing really good. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> it's like- yeah
1: until it's, it's like they start like uh someone's like oh is he like wh- what kind of money does he make for doing that oh no he just like does it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like yeah I'm like yeah I, I, I saw I have a job like I have a day job family so it's like it's not like I'm just like living in a garage you know for free and podcasting which I mean I, it, it, that also happens but I do have a job <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway yeah so enough about blake's family like i keep see this is what is i'm bad about i will uh i talk too much sometimes in interviews i I have to remember that like it's about you guys it's not about me uh and it's about savage wizard so how did this title okay in in a in a world where every title is a giant fragment sentence <laughs> and you guys come out with a real strong two word title which i'm so gl- I, I love a lot of those comics with really long titles but like it's a new trend and i'm like can trend. we stop
0: take me back to like emo days and i, I kind of love it but yeah I've, i haven't <laughs> had any of those emo titles
1: yet did, did you did you uh when you were thinking of a title was it like really was it like no the, never <laughs> the dark wizard from the plains of <laughs> 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 like, well, this is
0: an introductory paragraph, oh, actually, not a actually, title. Blake, maybe, maybe I'll I'll change that up. Actually, that was, it's kind of nice. Mid <laughs> campaign, change yeah. the title. Never actually, been done
1: before. <laughs> it's like, where's the thing about? What's, what's this new weird thing? <laughs> <laughs> so how did uh, I mean? It's so it's so simple, but it works, and it's super metal. Like, uh, it's so like. It's so, it's just badass. And- uh, yeah,
0: I just like how blunt and simple it was. Like, it was, yeah, we had this barbarian guy, a barbarian, and we are thinking, you know, synonyms and boom, savage. And then it's like, wizard. I don't know, I, I can't remember. There, there was like a slow, like, where we slowly kind of got there. It didn't take that long, but it's like, this is perfect because, it's, it's a very simple play on words because yes he's a savage wizard but also he is the savage and then um he has someone that um, pops up later his his kind of mentor and she's a wizard so it's like oh like i feel like i'm kind of clever he's a savage he's a wizard but also he is the savage wizard so that's basically how i'll kind of gather but you know just like how how simple and effective it was and yeah it just it sticks out in your head it just sounds cool doesn't it like savage wizard <laughs>
1: Yeah, a
2: metal when, oh, album. Sorry. No, no, that's what right. it just—it sounds like a metal album title. They yeah,
1: concept album as a as a stretch goal. <laughs> I saw I saw Brian. Brian had a guitar at the beginning of the interview. Like I've like are we like can you are you can you shred like? No, you-
2: not more I used to be a, bit <laughs> a long time ago. Now I learn. I think I'm learning a Lady Gaga song to impress my daughters. Like nice. that's what I do with it now.
1: <laughs> you are. <laughs> A fucking awesome Ooh, dad. dad that no, is such like is you so just cool. played the dad card of dad card's like you just stole everyone's fucking heart like you just you just won this interview people are going to listen to this interview and they're going to be like that's that's the dream that's the that's the guy <laughs> that's the dad of dads
2: (laughs) it's a lot of fun to have kids i mean it's not for everybody but it did their trip for the most part
1: no that's uh, every i don't like my like i'm the last of my friends so like i'm like that mutant that isn't married or has kids yet and so like i'm like the the single guy at the dinner parties and like but i like to cook so they all have to deal with my shit because i cook the i cook the food they come and eat but i'm like you know it's just like it's it's different and i love my friends kids and and i love you know my my friends and their my friends have cool spouses and, and significant others and stuff but yeah i'm just like i don't know some, i don't know if i did something wrong or right but yeah i'm just like that that single guy and everybody's like oh yeah like school started this week and then we went school shopping and my buddy's like yeah me and the wife hit this bike trail and i'm like oh yeah like this dude sent me this comic and it was really cool and we talked about it on the internet over zoom <laughs> So, yeah, but they they enter. They're like, oh no, that's cool. Like, I've sometimes I feel like my friends are like, we'll hang that on the refrigerator, Blake. No. And I'm, I'm <laughs> like, oh, thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, well, I'm the guy who will like be like, you tell me all the cool shit you got to do because you're single and don't have, <laughs> and I want to live by cares. Like, I, my brother-in-law is 25, and he'll tell me, oh, we went from bar to bar to bar, and I was like, tell me more. Like, was it like really like people were cursing and stuff and like. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, you stayed up past midnight, right? Like, oh my god,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so true. I, yeah, I'm also very removed from that life. I have just the one kid, but yeah, I'm staying living my, my, my,
1: my <laughs> through others. well. Thanks for making me feel cool, guys. You are cool,
2: <laughs> yeah, you are cool, cool as fuck.
1: oh uh, I've I many appreciations. Um, but so, all right, so, um when, what I was going to talk about before we, before you just distracted me with Lady Gaga, <laughs> threw me off my game as, as happens when you talk about the, the queen, but um, so when they approached you about this, like what, what click? Cause okay. So obviously man, you've got some kids, your life is busy and you know, like what made you be like, yes, I'm going to sacrifice the minutia of free time to draw your comic book, Leslie, like what, what did he say? Uh, or was it like money or was, like, did he just, did he just drop stacks of cash? Like, or like, no. Just, but I mean, like, did he send you the script or did he kind of give you an idea? Like what, what made you like, be like, yeah, this is for me. I'm jumping on it.
2: Yeah, um, it was really the the script he gave me in the beginning was, I read most of it and I was like, this is rad. You know, like I like this, but I don't know if it's for me because I'm more of a horror guy. Like my books before uh, this were more horror based and, and, you know, that's really what I gravitated towards. Um, but when they showed me the reference art and it all kind of clicked and went together and then he's like, oh, this is, there's a humor element to this as well. And I really dig that. And when I read the script, they were, it was all about kind of, uh, without trying to sound too pretentious and make, you know, this book about big muscly guys, like clubbing orcs over the head and, and all that great stuff. It's like a book about, like, we have our identities, you know, like wh- how we see ourselves and who we are. Like I'm a, I'm a comic book artist and that kind of says about about something about who I am. You know, you're a podcaster that tells people something about who you are. And if that changes all of a sudden, if for some reason my right hand, you know, is missing and I can't draw anymore and I can't do all the things that like make up who I am. That's a that's a crazy struggle. You know what I mean? And and it's kind of something that I I feel like I went through when I had my kids and I feel like I go through it every once every couple years where I'm like I don't think this is serving me anymore this this part of who I am and when you remove it then finding the new thing is like a painful process like it it, I don't know how to put it but it, it it's it's hard to find new things to make up who you are when you have to shed a part of it does that make any sense yeah yeah like
1: so you you really found yourself in the protagonist of like his whole way of life and you know his 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 easy days of murdering (laughs) are just forever changed but i i love that you like applied that to yourself like that's super cool like so you're I mean, so th- I, I I, mean, that, that's got to be why these pages are so just ferociously attractive. It's just because like you're feeling it like you're just you're in that you're in that really good zone that like talented people uh, when they when they get there, you know, like you can, you can write a good story or you can draw a great picture. Um, but, you know, I don't want to say like they phone it in. Cause that's, that's not being fair to them. Um, but they're just not as passionate about some projects. And you can kind of see that reflected when you read the book or see the art. Um, whereas like, and this is another reason why I love Kickstarters. Cause that passion is so much more intense. I feel like a lot of times um, because you guys are so hungry and thirsty for it and you're fighting for it and you're campaigning for it, you know, uh, that's one of the things I love about Kickstarter. So to that makes me even more excited for this book. Like you guys are like attached to these characters like that. Cause you know, what makes great stories guys Is like, yes, we need great art. We need, we need great plot. You know, we need good dialogue, but we need really good characters that, that we, that whether it's the creators or the people that you're wanting to read the book, attach themselves to and if that's happening to you like drawing the pictures man like your audience is going to see and feel that like yeah. 100%. Like I I I'm not talking out of my ass. Like I totally believe like passion is a very important thing in the creative process. And a lot of people, especially when you start making a lot of money or you start getting a lot of gigs, that passion can dwindle off or you know, you you know, sometimes you t- sometimes you take the money. Sometimes you take the Substack cash, you know? But like is it going to be the same? You know, are is it going to be the same content or you, you know, it's something to think about. And that's what's cool. I think that's another deal. That's, that's cool about, uh, this comic is how passionate you all are about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and not every day do you feel like drawing or do you feel like working or, you know, some days you, you, you feel like shit and you don't want to do it, but if you're into it and like, it's what you're into doing, then once you get over the, you know, what's the word? Um, is inertia the right word, you know, to get your ass moving to like, you know, start fucking doing what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. You fall into the groove. You know what I mean? And and yeah, if you're you're working on a project that you hate and and it doesn't kind of like speak to who you are, that becomes almost not, you can do it. You can go through the motions but it becomes impossible to kind of get into that flow state as you know lame as that sounds to to fall into it you know and and to just kind of separate yourself from doing a job and more like pulling something out of the ether and putting it into the real (laughs) world do you know what i mean yeah totally
1: um leslie what what about like you like so Mm -hmm. as a as a drafter this plot and i know like just because like we're writing something doesn't mean like it's all you or you know like the the writer writes stories. it doesn't mean the writer is always writing himself, but mm-hmm. that is it it is you know after Brian kind of talked about this it, it is very uh it's a deeply kind of spiritual um emotional uh uh theme that's the word theme mm-hmm. that you guys are playing with of like the normative is gone. we have to change. Um, which all of us, I think, stumble onto that moments in our life, right? We all have a moment like that, um, usually several, but like, is that, is that kind of where like you're, you're building this character from? Uh, I also know like, you know, Doug's, Doug's not here, but you know, Doug, Doug has some health issues and stuff that he, that he's had to overcome and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like, is that kind of like a, a rolling theme of like overcoming uh, doubt and change and and the, the lemons that life throws at you, you know, and, you know, not just making lemonade, but making magic, you know, uh, (laughs) I mean, is, are you kind of like utilizing past experience of that or is it just kind of, are you just like, are you just like fantasy and, and awesome, awesome nerdy stuff like the rest of us? Like,
0: I mean, I I think I definitely have gone through some stuff now that you bring it up that kind of echoes that to, to a lesser extent. Um, um, yeah, this is a story about having to pick yourself up, you know, kind of like the worst time of your your life and figure your crap out out and not having, not having a choice, but also maybe at least getting some help along that way even if you don't know what what the hell you're doing so i kind of joke uh, at the beginning of the kickstarter i think it says yeah this is a story that chronicles uh, the cost of change empathy and repeatedly stabbing your your enemies Um, so yeah it it is about um, changing and evolving and um, understanding yourself and also your world and um, the people around you
1: Is it hard with a deeper, uh, when you, when you think about it under this light, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, emotional evolution, character evolution, is it hard to, to bring the funny or is it easier?
0: Um, I don't think it makes it hard. The, the I would say that the funny thing is that, I mean, we, when we made the story, yeah, that those elements were definitely there, but we didn't want to do it. Cause at least when I think of a, a Conan story, I, cause I haven't read a ton, I think it was something really self-serious. So we definitely wanted to go against that type and we wanted to just throw as much levity in this as possible because yeah, there's some, some heavy stuff going on. So it's like uh, we, we wanted to really, I mean, we have humor in there, but honestly, we, we kind of go over the top in in terms of humor. Um, So uh, I kind of forget the original question, but, but basically, I I don't think it it necessarily made it harder to, to inject the humor in there at all. I think the humor always felt really natural um, given the situation we were working with, because it just felt like it was going to be too cookie cutter if we had like a, a serious story because we went to do something we, we hadn't seen before so like brian said this is a story that kind of centers brown and black people and it's like a fantasy story but it's, it's you know a sort, sort of story with a lot more comedy than we had felt we had seen so uh, at least for me i hadn't seen a, a ton of stories like that so i was really excited to put this out in the world
1: yeah it uh, so i'm just now i've i've been into like fantasy like movies like you know lord of the rings conan mm-hmm. all that you know i love that from growing up I uh, never really was into fantasy in like genre literature or uh, up until recently, like I just now within the last year or so found like fantasy comics. And, and I really, I dig that. Like, um, mm-hmm. which is, it's always cool when you like find something that like you weren't used to. And then there's like so much of it because you waited yeah. so long to get into it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but great genre fiction, you know, whether it's, whether it's ho- horror or, or, you know, sci-fi or, or fantasy you know, it I think people forget a lot that you know we, we're creating these worlds that are so much different than our own, right? So that's that's one of the main deals is like, you know, for for the the horrifying aspect, you have to find something that like we don't interact with every day, that's that's traumatizing and, and new and and frightening, right? And then for sci-fi, we have to make things feel foreign, this new world, this new technology, and and the the balance of like how that makes our characters. And then, you know, for fantasy, it's it's you know, magic and different beings and stuff like that. And but I think a lot of people get lost in that and forget that we need to ground this stuff, this, this, this alienness kind of in the human emotions and and experiences. That we have every day to attach us to these plots and characters. And so, like, I again, like, you know, not to like cup, cup you guys too much. Um, but like i think you're doing that here too just as i talking to you guys about like your lives and and your creative process and stuff like you very much are like i mean we've all we all fall down we all have to you know we all have to pick ourselves why do we fall down master bruce right to pick ourselves up that was a terrible accent like i can't do accents we don't do that on the show and now you know why but like you know we we fall to pick ourselves up we all experience that we all have to you know deal with blockades that that present themselves in in our you know everydayness of you know that we're alive and yeah to like apply that to a barbarian learning magic and like just I just slaughtering tons of people I hope like I, I want like I'm I'm appreciative of like the deepness that's possible in the narrative but I also am really excited for like the over the topness that you guys oh, have mentioned yeah. but I feel like you guys have found like a really smart balance in in a genre that is at a time where it needs that and like I just man it, to to drop your kickstarter now like I said like with the, the, just the different elements going on right now and and you know like you know it's like when you walk outside and someone's barbecuing and you get that like good whiff in the air it's like it's like you guys got that whiff in the air and you were like we're doing this yeah. and it's just like and then like the stars combined you know like earth fire wind yeah. water captain so. planet yeah honestly
0: i was, I was <laughs> a little bit worried um when we saw barbaric drop and i was like oh no it's like you know and uh and i think there's something else too i think it's like maybe Savage Hearts or something but it's like yeah i was like holy crap we wrote this thing you know forever ago but we with the pandemic and like personal stuff and just kind of took a while for production to start up. so i was definitely worried about you know similar books but i mean kind of like you're saying it's like there is definitely room for similar things because like you know people uh, the what's up people's appetite for for things that are in that same wheelhouse you know so there mm-hmm. isn't any reason to to worry about stepping on each other's toes necessarily because like, it's all different i don't know uh strands of or something that's similar but yeah i think you can totally still go a different direction which is definitely what we're doing
1: yeah i could see that too though like you guys are like all hyped up and then vault drops barbaric and you're like oh. that, yeah, that's literally <laughs> what happened
0: and i was like God, why but i mean that, that's just the nature of creating things you know it's like yes the, they made that but like you know our story is coming from us so it's gonna be so much different you know so yeah just kind of had to stop sweating that and just put this out because that's what we wanted we want people to
1: read this so badly <laughs> <laughs> hey the like i said man the passion shows and and i think you know even i loved barbaric but also like barbaric reading that made me more i think it actually made me more excited for your guys' kickstarter because like i was like issue three just dropped and like everybody was super bummed that barbaric's not coming back until uh, next year and and so, you know, like, then it's like, well, what are we going to do now? And like, then there's like, there's no Conan comics on the new solicits. And like, there's just like, they just like took all the barbarians away. Like, where the fuck did they go? They went right to your Kickstarter yeah, that you just but... like dropped at the perfect time. So I think that's cool. You know, pirates, pirates too recently. Like barbarians and now. pirates are like blowing up right now. What is it? What is this? Stop what is this pandemic doing I to us, know. guys?
0: It's, it's, it's taking us down to a, to a, to a different level. It's more base level, I suppose. Or we're just hacking and
1: slashing. It. I'm just glad, <laughs> like, <what> we want. <laughs> there's I. So the the other the, a while back, like I was talking about some of my favorite comics coming out and i was like every fucking comic i'm reading is about the end of the world and it's like and and you know like for a while man like we didn't know if our world was ending you know like this it's been a weird year guys mm-hmm. like we didn't know yeah. what was going on for a while and yeah. like so, and i'm like i'm just getting off on like all this like i don't i'm not really kind of burned out on zombies but just like everything like uh, you know, Scott Snyder's new book, uh, Noctar's mm. is, is about the end of the world, like just all this end of the world literature and, and like, we're just funny. eating good. And <laughs> yeah. then, and then now it's like, now it's like, okay, like maybe the earth won't end, um, but pirates and pirates and barbarians, like, yeah, like that. And now mm. Westerns, Westerns kind of making a resurgence oh, again. Mm-hmm. So it's it's funny, uh, it's it's, 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 funny. it's interesting how circular like media is, uh, mm. how how things that like forever ago, right? People used to, uh, we didn't have, they didn't have televisions, right? So they listened to radio shows and and people like sat around the radio and listened to these audio productions. And now those are coming back. We're doing these new podcast audio productions. HBO max is doing them for Batman. And they're like hiring some like cool talent to like voice Mm -hmm. Batman and stuff. So it's like, everything is, it's always revolving. Right. And so it's, it's never like, you know, no one's ever stealing ideas or anything, but there's just things that won't ever go away that like different artists and writers and creatives can latch onto and and use uh, at their whim. And that's, and I, 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 like I said, it's like you guys walked outside and smelled, smelled the wood burning on the, on the smoker and and the meat and the barbecue. And I'm from Kansas city. Right. So we just, we talk about food all the time. (laughs) Food and football. But you know, it's like you guys, you guys caught that whiff and you ran with it. And I'm so yeah. glad you did. Cause I just like I said, I'm super pumped for this Kickstarter. And like I'll I'm gonna I'll be annoying about it. Like until it gets funded, like I'm gonna keep reminding people to back it. Cause appreciate you. Well, Aaron and I gotta remind them to listen to my podcast. So it's like two birds one stuff. There you go. <laughs> and it's always if everyone always says they're like, Oh Blake, thanks for and I'm just I'm just a selfish prick, guys. Like I said earlier, I just want this comic. I just want to read it, I want it to be mine. I want the print. I really want that variant, the the new variant you guys posted, which is like yeah, yeah. thanks to
0: Centerman. Oh my gosh, I think it's it's like fine Man. art, like it's fine art. We've been yeah, doing stuff.
1: Like, it's like an oil painting. It's insane, beautiful. <laughs> yes, like yeah. you guys just really, you guys just really like hit hit the ground running with your art team, and then and then friends that are like doing pinups for you and variants. Like mm-hmm. it feels yeah. like a comic that's coming out not on Kickstarter, especially when you look at the preview. Like I could those preview pages should be in previews magazine, like. You, I mean, and I, I I hope, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really, I still don't really know how it works, but I, I mean, I do know that a lot of people uh, find homes for these books after a successful Kickstarter campaign, um, you know, so I, and I hope, I hope you guys find that or, or at least I, I hope like, I, I hope your names get out there to, cause like I said, like I, I want Brian's art and more books, um, you know, Leslie, I've, I've only read your, your short pieces of, of comic book, you know, fiction, but I want more of that like give me more like feeding the brain the brains of of the poor people of society like that fucked me up <laughs> in a good way like yeah. i loved it but like like i said man if if you're a writer who can who can drop six or seven pages and produce an emotion from your audience in a in a in a different kind of realization and just make someone feel something in a in a story like that in comics that's impressive like I, like I said, I I was in an MFA background. I used to write short stories, but even short stories, man, we had, we had 12 to 15 pages of all text. Mm -hmm. So like we had more room to play. And like with a comic book, man, six pages of script is not. I mean, you gotta, you oh, can wow. really have to think about every every dialogue word is precious. Every panel is precious. Like, you and so, I mean, to to flex your muscles on that, like, I mean, I, I think I think that was like just all power to you. I don't know if I if I could even think I about do.
0: doing that. I try. I, I kind of came up, um, basically. I mean, I I used to always draw and like write stuff as a kid, but I stopped for a while. But right before I started writing comics, I was you know like. A, a short story like writing club with my wife and so we had to write 500 page a 500 word thing like a week and kind of similar to that group near Brian where I just get thrown a random prompt and then have to write the 500 word story and from there I was just reading a ton of comics at the time I was like huh I wonder if I could write a comic and my my girlfriend, my wife now, was like, "Why don't you do that?" And I was like, "I don't know how," and and I was like, <laughs> "Oh wait, I guess I could look online." And out. And so <laughs> so I did, and from there, yeah, like I I guess I always kind of started with shorts. So I was like writing a bunch of one page comics, and from one of the to one pagers, doing a couple like you know like four or five page comics, and then uh, I've done some stuff that's a little bit longer, but then yeah, I hopped in and anthologies, and now writing Savage Wizard, so um, I think I definitely kind of cut my teeth on those, yeah, like a lot more um, shorter uh, stories where I had to really get, you know, like an entire, you know, story, and like you said, evokes the feeling in the pretty limited amount of um, pages, so yeah, I think that's definitely where I, I kind of
1: hone my craft. I would imagine that makes you like a structure and pacing genius too, though, like, <laughs> I hope so, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Brian, what what about you? So like you said, you kind of started in horror. So like I I love horror. So like right now, like my blog is I'm gonna do like, <laughs> I mean this is the the Blake's Buzz. The interviews are kind of different, but like the blog side, I really want to do like more horror reviews for like movies and new horror comics coming out. Um, to kind of narrowed narrow it down for a couple months and and also like i miss watching movies like i feel i feel guilty when like i watch a movie and i'm like i didn't read any of these comics these people sent me this week but i accidentally watched like eight hours or something on netflix like oops but uh so like you you started in horror and now that now that the spooky season is upon us like what um what what like lures you into that genre like what do you as especially as like an artist like do you do you like just like drawing monsters, or do you like drawing people getting like torn apart in various ways? Like, what brings you into the genre as an artist?
2: Um- Honestly, like when I first started drawing, drawing uh, people was really hard. (laughs) So, but drawing like a zombie, no one can really tell if you fucked it up. You know, like (laughs) as long as you kind of make them scary looking, they can't really tell that. Yeah, the ear is really low on that side. That's on purpose. (laughs) Instead of fucking up and didn't see it. So that's really why I started. But I've always kind of been a horror guy um, at heart. I was, you know, spent a lot of time by myself as a kid and and watched a lot of shit. I probably wasn't supposed to be watching and you know so horror was that that thing you weren't supposed to be touching you know you weren't supposed to be watching and 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 no, it spoke to me i guess i, yeah. I don't know how to put it
1: <laughs> so it, it's shocking when you say like you used to not be good at drawing people because like you have you have like drawn the ideal man like anybody <laughs> anybody looking at like the the pages that you guys have on your kickstarter page like I'm, I'm a big dude, man. I don't, I don't want to exercise, you know, and like eating right. Like I eat a little better than some people because I cook my own food most of the time, but like, I like butter and cheese, (laughs) you know, that shit's gonna be in my food. But I mean, you've, you like the, the musculature, the, the proportions, like your characters are like, no one's got an ear lower than it's supposed to be on these preview pages, man. Like, so like what, I mean, do you just like, how do you, how do you get to that? Like, how do you go from like lopsided ears to, to like what's on Kickstarter right now? Like, Teach us the ways. Teach us all your secrets, so that like everybody can be an awesome artist.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like the the answer is super boring. It's 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 a lot of hours doing it in reference material. Like I spent a couple years trying to learn how to draw and thinking that motherfuckers just had that in their head at all times. And some dudes do, but most of them don't. Uh, looking at what you're drawing and 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 just collecting. Like I'll buy magazines that I don't read. Because it's got, you know, something that I want to draw in it or, or uh, I take a lot of screenshots from my phone for stuff that I was like, I liked the way, you know, the, the wrinkles on the, the, the person's face, you know. Mm-hmm interacts with the light or whatever and i'll save them and then look at them and i'll forget half of them but most of the time like when i when i'm on a job i'll scroll through them and i'll see something and i'll be like oh this and it's just steal man steal a lot (laughs) steal from everywhere so that you're not like you know ripping one person off rip a million people off and then that you've got a unique style i guess i don't know that's just what i do
1: nice yeah i've kind of always thought that about artists too i've seen artists get better but you know, like it—I've never seen like like. Uh, let's look at Ryan Stegman, who's probably one of the top artists in the game right now, right? And and he's having tons of luck and everything. Him and Donny Cates' touch makes a million dollars, which is r- rare in comics. To you know the the hype and money that they they can generate. And his early like when when he was new, like he was he was kind of doing occasional issues on uh, Dan Slot's Superior Spider-Man when when Spider-Man was kind of, you know, evil and not Spider-Man at the time. And his art was great, but if you look at like a page of that compared to like the last couple issues of Venom, like he just gets better and better and and so that comic books kind of made me see that like, you know, I guess, you know, every you always want to like tell the guy who says practice makes perfect to fuck off, but like it's true though. Like you can kind of <laughs> just you can't just like everything. I mean, everything, even if you're good at something, you still have to hone your craft, right? So, what? So, yeah. so you use, you said you use like screenshots and magazines um you you've got like little minions running around your house do you ever make them like like have them like pose and like take a picture to like see how like a shadow like i would make my kids do like everything for me if i like mow the lawn clean the gutters pose you know pose for this picture so i can see how the shadow works when the sun hits you at this certain way i'd be like i'd be like you know you guys you, i'm getting my use out of you little guys <laughs>
2: No, I, I've tried. But if you try to get a kid to sit still for any amount of time to get the pose right, it this doesn't happen. I, I have I also have a million really embarrassing pictures of myself in <laughs> almost every single pose that any person's in any of those pages. I've, I've got myself pointing and flexing and doing whatever so I can get it right, you know.
1: Nice. I always liked, uh, so like, I, I, I really like Alex Ross is, is one of my favorite artists. Like, cause I mean, he's like the guy, right? He's, everybody loves him, but I love his, um, when he does books and he does like the back matter when they'll talk about like the script and the, and how his, his, his paintings and stuff and his inspiration. And I love when he shares he makes his friends like dress up in like the worst Halloween type superhero costumes ever. <laughs> and like, I mean, like they'll like use construction paper on like a t-shirt and like tape it on there. And like, he makes his friends like pose as superheroes. So he can like take pictures and draw them. And I lo- like, I just think that's so cool now. Like, it's so funny how, uh, how artists can turn that and, or like, you know, a, a page in a magazine or, or a, a a selfie where you're flexing or holding a sword or something and how you guys can can take that and then you know use the basics of it the shape you know the 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 bare like the the raw material right and then turn that into something totally different um i, I it's it's amazing man like it's a, it's a gift that like I I don't think a lot of people like appreciate like so a typical page like these these pages you're doing right now like what average like how long does a page take you?
2: Right now, it's taking me about a week a page. Wow. Uh, but that was mostly because of the pandemic and you know taking care of my kids and all that. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think you're supposed to do a page a day or at least you know a page in two days, but it takes me about a week right now with all the kids and the, you know, I'm a stay at home dad when I'm not doing this. Okay. So yeah. Uh, right now would be time. I'd be drawing, you know what I mean? Like nighttime, they're asleep right now. Way to make me feel guilty.
1: <laughs> no, no, I just, like, be, just so you know, <laughs> you know
2: it's, it's, it's 11 o'clock. I'd be drawing instead of sleeping. Gotcha. You know, so like you got to cut the time out from somewhere. I also don't have any friends in, you know, life or anything like that. So that's <laughs> more time for me to draw, you know, shit like that.
1: Yeah. That's why Blake's buzz is taken off is because like, I mean, I have friends, but they all have kids. And so like, I don't see them much. And it's like, what the hell else? I work from home. What am I going to do? Like, I read, I'm going to read comic books and talk about them. And I guess now write about them. And then now, in, and now interview people about them. Like, so it's just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's, that's I guarantee you that the people that do a page a day don't have four kids. Like I would bet a little bit of, I'd bet like $5 that most artists, (laughs) I don't have a lot of money guys. I don't know, but I would bet you that like most artists that are cranking out a page a day, like do not have four kids or any kids. Cause that's a page a day sounds insane, especially the level of detail you put in there.
2: Yeah, that I think that comes from not having that skill to do that shorthand that a lot of guys do. You know, being able to take details down. Mm. Uh, I think I think that's like like if you look at Mobius, like he'll go really really hard on details in certain spots, and then other spots, it's it doesn't look lacking. It just is very simple, but everything is exactly where it needs to be. Yeah, and all the information you need to put that you know like this reads as a person and it reads as a you know everything reads perfectly it's because he's a master like i i put a ton of detail into a lot of stuff mostly because i don't know any other way you know hopefully i'll get there at some not mobius level but to the point <laughs> where i could like just do like Magnolia, like where you're just this blocky figure and it reads perfectly yeah, you know?
1: yeah. i, I kind of lot li- i understand that and especially as like an artist especially if like you're doing if you start you like getting more gigs like yeah you you want to learn how to work smarter and faster but like i i really love the the attention to detail in your artwork like just every it, like or i guess i'm looking i've looked at it on a screen right so just every pixel man like you just take advantage of all the space and every panel and every page and i i look at it and know it's got to be exhausting like uh, i mean like i'm just i i was like looking at it like man he's like ice in his hands just like (laughs) But I mean, you know, I, I could see wanting to change that a little bit. But yeah, your your attention to detail is so cool. And it's like it's so I think it's hard to not make everything when you have like a busy panel. It can be too busy. It can distract you. You can be looking where you're not supposed to be looking, but you still manage to put so much life into a panel and still are very good at directing your audience to like where they need to look. You know, it's like, you're, you're one of those artists where you could read the comic book a couple times and you're going to notice things on different pages. What, you know, once you're like, once you read through it one time and kind of go back and you'll like notice something you put like, you know, off, off center, or like in the corner of a picture. And, and I think that's cool. And, and I, I could understand like wanting to adjust that. And, and, but yeah, I, I don't know, man, I, I that's what, I, one of the things I like about your writing is just like everywhere your eyes look is just fucking beautiful it's nuts i don't, don't know how you it.
2: <laughs> i enjoy doing that you know what i mean it's just sometimes it, it eats up so much time yeah i do enjoy getting into the minutiae of like drawing getting everything you know just right and, and and putting little storytelling details into things because that's that's the shit that i nerd out about you know yeah. like little details that tell a bigger story in the background
1: when when you're drawing say like the the 40 orcs on like page one like, when you're drawing them, like, because, I mean, it takes you hours, right? Do you, do you, like, make up little stories for them? Like, you're like, like yeah. this, guy's, this guy's name is Krog, and his wife is at home, and he, she didn't want him to fight today, but he was like, no, lady, I'm going to fight. And then his friend over here's name is Brawl. And Brawl's kind of a dick. I don't even know how he has friends. Like, I don't know. <laughs>
2: like yeah, Le- you're so real and stuff like i just I feel like right? you get to know i yeah,
0: actually uh did a couple of obituaries uh thanks for oh, really? actually brian brian named one of them he named her first orc rip he named mama smooches and so <laughs> because of that amazing name i just went ahead and started naming more but let me see if i can find it come on instagram go 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 but yeah basically i was like oh dearly beloved oh yeah here's here's smooches uh yeah. Uh so Brian called him Orc 453 and I just came with something out of nowhere. I was like, <laughs> here's smooches, he survived by no one, he was a lifelong playboy, and I just had like a tear face emoji. I just I just love that name. And so I, I had that dumb little obituary. And then after that, like so like, this is kind of fun. And so I came up with another little story. Um Brian had a guy with an eye patch. And so I said, uh, This is Orc91, aka Specs. He wore the eye patch for only aesthetic reasons. He died doing what he hated getting stabbed in the eye. I had one last uh, guy, uh, Brian had a guy uh, really close uh, towards the front with some big uh, teeth. Uh, so I said, uh, today in Orc Obituaries, let us remember Orc 122, and I call him Fang. Uh, An aspiring dental hygienist, Fang uh, fell in with the bad crowd to make ends meet. He was known uh, best for his signature cheesy smile. He loved to show off his teeth. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Brian inspired me to tell some really silly short stories with these guys. I think I have a couple more planned.
1: That's awesome. Man. I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> you you know you, you know you, you love your podcast. comic when you name the when you name and create stories for the individual orcs that get slaughtered in the first few pages. We're like <laughs> we we love we love our dearly departed, you know, ugly, smelly monsters and they needed to die, but we're going to we're going to tell you a little more about them that yeah, would be a good still uh, respecting
0: their sacrifice you know they 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 found a good fight <laughs> and brian took so much time to you know render them so lovingly it's like i just felt that was fitting to give them a, a little tribute
1: i i haven't looked because i i only i i try not to like go into like the high dollar dark corner tiers of, of kickstarter know. campaigns i have
0: not done it yet
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Did, have you, do you guys do you have one like are you are you like be drawn as an orc get slaughtered yeah,
0: so we do that's our top tier hundred
1: dollars yeah but it's only $100. Yeah, i've never that, that big money <laughs> oh my god God. i think there's only one left oh yeah i can't i can't i I want to i want to support you guys (laughs) on that level but i can't don't go for broke i told i told someone the other day that um because i did i i I shelled out some cash for uh uh, tony gregory 11 by 17 commission a few months ago and um and i i almost got the uh get drawn as a pirate because it was about the same price it was actually a little bit cheaper to get drawn Enough as a pirate. pirates right yeah and uh i was like man i was like this is how homeless blake happens because i'll be <laughs> like once i like i'll be like i have to be in all the kickstarter comics and so i'll like have this like refrigerator box with a microphone and laptop in it and i'll be like this is where i do my podcast now because like i'm in i'm in eight kickstarter comics this month and Had to pay $2,500 to do that, but you can watch me get killed in eight ways.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and if you buy that 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 uh, that tier, it's guaranteed you die. Like that's just what's gonna happen, and you won't be a faceless—well, not faceless, no. but an uh, uneventful person. Uh, if no. you you get into that tier, I'm gonna draw some dark shit. That I'm, <laughs> I'm so gonna I, murder I'm the, the, the shit, shit out,
1: out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. you. You heard it here on Blake's Buzz, folks. One hundred dollars and one of the top artists in the game that you haven't heard about, Brian Flint, is gonna murder the but Jesus out of you he's gonna murder you so hard it's gonna cut the paper's gonna cut your page cut your finger when you turn it it's gonna be the most painful paper cut you've ever experienced it's gonna be worth every thousand pennies right is that that's a hundred dollars right? Thousand, yeah Math's not my strong suit folks but hey someone needs to buy that because you want to be murdered by this guy i do i want to be murdered by him just need another job i need a kickstarter job just like a really easy second job where i can just use all that money for kickstarters and just being everybody's comic <laughs> <Just> be
2: like, <laughs>
1: like, the, the blake's buzz like maybe if i like do it enough like people start giving me like a break they'll be like oh it's blake he like all right i'll do this for 80 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i still keep going back and forth on so like i always have them do my name blake morgan like on the mm-hmm. thank you page and like Someone the other day was like, dude, you should put Blake's buzz. And I was now like, every time I fill out the Kickstarter survey, I like sweat bullets. I'm like, (laughs) I just, I just keep using my name. Like (laughs) I just feel like it'd be weird. Like everybody uses their name. Like if you're just reading, you're like, oh john smith troy craig oh blake's buzz that's not a real fucking name <laughs> who's this guy I, got on the-
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool if you promote yeah. their thing on your on your podcast then yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. Your brand keep, keep
0: the branding mm-hmm. consistent I like yeah. Yeah. yeah you're good
1: like free free use use your guys's blood sweat and tear hard work to promote <laughs> my shit <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but the tables have turned <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, maybe, maybe I'll change that. Maybe, maybe when I fill out the survey or I'll forget this conversation ever happened. And then I'll sign my name, Blake Morgan. And then like two (laughs) days later, I'll be like, fuck, I forgot. I was going to do Blake's buzz. damn it yeah
2: that's
1: how my dreams go i get these really good ideas and then i take a nap and i get tired and then like two days go by and i'm like oh i remember that now but now it can't happen
0: my my writing career
1: right (laughs) yeah was that amazing idea i had oh well i guess
0: i'll never remember it. i
1: remember when i was when i was like Young, young college, I wrote this like really shitty novel that like my professor tried to help me get published and like it, it didn't. It, it wasn't good. It had good parts, but it wasn't good. And mm-hmm. like, I had a dream and I woke up from a dream and I like knew how to fix the novel, right? I was like, "Holy shit! Like, this is how good." And I'm being seriously like, from the time it took to like grab a notebook and a pen, like oh, that part of my brain just dissolved into nothing and like Lord. drizzled out my ear like the fucking caramel syrup in a latte that you <laughs> pay eight dollars for, and like it was just gone. And I was like, "No, but it was. It was there. Like, I I felt it. Yeah. I
2: remembered it. And then I did. And then it was just." Pff,
0: of course. Yeah. Brian, does that happen to you as, as an artist? Because that happens to me all the time. I'm curious. Yeah,
2: and then my dumb ass will go, oh, I don't know. I don't have to write it down. I'll remember it. How could I forget this <laughs> fucking awesome video? And then the next day I'll be like, oh, there was something. It was something about fuck, some Power Rangers? <laughs> you know. And then I try to convince myself it probably wasn't that great an idea. Yeah, you're so like, hey, what, yeah, it wasn't whatever. whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Awake Brian is way cooler than sleepy Brian. Like, yeah. now, I have a question. So I'm really bad, and you guys probably noticed this because I'll like start a question and then tell a story, and then I'm like all over the fucking place sometimes. And uh, like when you're drawing, are you ever like, you're like in the zone. And then like, like, like sometimes when I may have had like a puff of something and like walk into the kitchen and forget why I went to the kitchen. Are you ever like, Oh no, like in the middle of a picture, like I was going to do something. And and I have this like half figure. I always wondered if that happened to artists or not.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that happens a ton actually. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll actually be drawing something, and then I'll get a cool idea, and then my ADHDs will be like super invested into the stupid idea or the stupid like little adding this and that. And then by the time I finish the panel, I'll go back and look at the script, and I will have missed a key part of the script. You know what I mean? Like he walks into the room, and there's a gun on the floor, and that gun is not there, but I. I spent 20 minutes drawing a painting on the wall that I thought would be super <laughs> like, and I'm so fucking clever to put this in the background. You know what I mean? And then I just like, yeah, but you needed that thing. That part is that's instrument. <laughs> right. The whole story and shit. I, oh, yeah. you know, that happens a lot. Yeah.
1: Are you, uh are you, are you digital or are you still like uh pencil and paper?
2: I'm digital. I'll, I'll, I'll thumbnail on paper, but I'm pretty much all digital. Like I can't be traditional. Um, I make way too many mistakes. And with the very limited amount of time I have to work, like I drew a ton of those, uh, of those panels in my car, like waiting for my kid while she's at practice or doing <laughs> something. I, I just draw in my car nonstop, you know? So so, yeah. do
1: you draw on like an iPad or?
2: Yeah, uh, iPad Pro, uh, pretty good. Like I, I, I had a Cintiq and all that stuff. Like I, I love those things a ton, but I like could just can't be like chained to my desk yeah. as much as I get like to have like a cool area where everything's right there. It's just being mobile is, is a lot more useful than you know this really cool workstation that i could have i'm just in fucking driver's seat of my van my <laughs> minivan that you know super cool for driving
1: well I, know, I mean i know when i was in grad school and and with all the writers you know like that was one of the things we heard most is like if you feel stuck take a walk get in the car take a drive And so like, I mean, yeah, man, if you're like, you're in your car and you can like, it's crazy how technology has changed where like, yeah, they're used to the, the Cintiq stuff, the big machines that like everybody has like on their desks at like that perfect angle to like draw on at home. But I mean, now like the, it's crazy what iPads can do. I mean, you pay for it. They're not cheap, yeah. but like, you know, you, I mean, you could take that thing anywhere and do anything with it. And you can, you've, you now have that ability to just be like, I'm just, oh, you could take that and, you know, take a walk and sit on a park bench and, and draw a page of a comic just, just as well as you could at a, at a desk in an office, you know, like, and so that's, I, I think that, I think that maybe would even help like a lot of people because it used to not be like that. It, Cause some of the uh, some of the apps on iPad it, that was like the issue. Like the the technology and hardware was there, but it was like like fo- like Photoshop and some of the other apps people use. Like I just always see, I always saw like artists bitching about it when like they would get the new get the new ipad model and then you'd see them like angry tweet like it doesn't work like it does in the office and i was like man that sucks
2: (laughs) like yeah uh i was an idiot and bought the the wacom mobile studio or something like that uh, yeah thinking that i could do that and it's it's not the same like it's just the ipad is just next level when it comes to you know, being able to take it wherever you're going and it does what it has to do. And I'm, I'm not an Apple guy, like everything else is PC for me, but yeah, like I, I can't and, and being able to like, look at people like moving through the world in real life Oh yeah, helps a ton too. Cause I, I'll sit, my kids will be playing at the park and, uh, you know, if they don't need me, then I'm, I'm drawing on the bench and I'm watching them jump and I'm watching grownups jump and mm-hmm. I'll sneak someone's face into a thing. Copy <laughs> somebody that in real life, then it is to come up with something on your on for the most part yeah mm-hmm. So, yeah it's, That's it's awesome that, the, the mobility
1: yeah i, I mean yeah because I, I mean we all get all especially now like with the work all coming out of the pandemic and stuff but i feel like so many of us have been like trapped we're like going to the fucking grocery stores an adventure now like you're like mm-hmm. like yeah like i'll go i'll go with you we need bread and milk thank god like <laughs> yeah. let's go let's go get that let's get eggs too let's to be an adventure you know mm-hmm. like so yeah i I've, i think that helps like just to get out every now and then i forget that you know, like I I I stare at a tablet all the time reading reviews, and then like you know I stare at the screen writing, and then I stare at the screen all day when I work, and I'm staring at the screen right now doing buzz. <laughs> so yeah. It's like I definitely uh, get get that feeling every now and then where it's like, and, and I'm not like an outside guy. Like the sun's great and everything, but like air conditioning is way better. And so like to, when when Blake's like, oh, we should we should, I'm gonna like go outside with the dog and like watch them be stupid. Like yeah. That's, I could definitely see how like that could help, um, help the like inspiration, like just seeing people interact with the world differently and and light too. Like when you're outside, like light does tons of different stuff, you know, that's like the natural (laughs) phenomenon of it. Right. Light and shadows and the magicalness of the sun. I suck at talking about art guys. I'm sorry. You
2: know, you're good, man. (laughs) I told,
1: I told someone I was like, uh, cause I, when I posted my hundredth review, I made a joke and I was like man, like, I was like, you guys are about to like, see my playbook be I'm just gonna start saying everything's cool. Like, Oh, this is really cool. (laughs) This page was awesome. Because like, I'm running out of shit to say, just like letters, man, like, I always try really hard to make sure that I acknowledge like a letterer and a colorist and, and, uh, and, you know, the artist and I want everybody to get that recognition in like a four or 500 page review. But like, man, what do you like, after a while, you run out of stuff to say about a, a letterer and then and especially you run out of shit to say when you've reviewed like all five issues of a mini series or something and then you get to like issue five and you're like eh, everyone's still, still awesome. kill- everyone's still <laughs> killing it real <Man>. oh, cool <laughs> and i hate uh, spoilers like i hate people that post spoilers i don't want to read this comic book for you you know like i want to ref- like i want you to get this the experience that i had right like this mm-hmm. blew me away I didn't expect this page turn. Something happened in issue four. And I really don't like reviewers that spoil that. I really don't like YouTubers and stuff that do that. Cause it's just mm-hmm. like, why? Like, and, and so, yeah. So then you, then you even limit yourself even more because you're like, well, um, it was great.
2: <laughs> like, you're going to like that part. I'm not gonna you're really going to love people. this.
1: And it had a cool I'm variant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a doozy. <laughs> this was a great page of a comic book oh man like, this is how blake's buzz gets canceled i'm a better podcaster than a comic reviewer i think maybe right.
2: I, I like that you bring attention to the letterers man because like they're oh, yeah. they're like the unsung heroes like them and colorists like i'll see colorists that elevate the artwork in a book get like zero like you know everyone yeah. wants mm-hmm. to you know get all over the the the, the pencil or whatever but okay, and a good colorist can take a, a a a six and bring it all the way up to attend 10 do you know what i mean like it, mm-hmm. it's amazing and letters are the most important i think like if you can't tell mm-hmm. what the fuck they're saying you know because the dude's sloppy and all over the place it's it's bad and and even without you knowing it if you look at it in the letters, like I, I don't like to use the word amateurish but like let's just say like not to like professional level like mm-hmm. they're learning or whatever it'll take away from the artwork a lot like you'll it'll it'll cheapen all of it you know so like and i can't do half of what they do you know what i mean like you'll you'll see if i put text if i put bubbles of my own on there i'm like this looks like shit like i i just (laughs) just like took a dent out of my work like all the work i just did i i made it worse now by adding words to it and a good letter is freaking amazing
1: yeah well and especially like we talked about earlier with your artwork with how the level of detail you put in the panels like i'm i would not like to be your guys's letterer because i feel like text placement for your guys's book like (laughs) i just because it's like what what like what can we cover up like everything looks so damn good like but we got to cover up something like they have to say this right now this isn't a silent comic um but so yeah like i I feel like uh i feel like you're and the the letter like most of the pages couple of the pages have dialogue on them that you guys have posted and it and it looks and it looks good and it's i have you know i have faith in the comic book like i said like you you guys have you guys have a polished team um you know working on this and that's one of the things that i love most uh, that i'm so passionate about comics is like is the community effort like yeah there are those like three or four mutants that i don't think are actual humans that can like draw letter yeah. color, like that just do it all by themselves like, Jesus. like, Oh my God. And, 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 it, and when they do, it's like really good too. It's like, no one ever does <laughs> it themselves. And then, and then you're like, eh, like, but then like Jeff Lemire will be like, Oh yeah, I just did this on my weekend and you're like what the (laughs) fuck man like (laughs) so you know like um, so there's like a couple people that can do that but the main the the magic of comic books is is working together like leslie mentioned earlier when you saw the script and you added a few of your own pages and like that's how that's how i know this is going to be a good comic book because a you're you guys are letting each other put input in like that because there are people that that don't there are there are people that are like there i'm there's a lot of my way or the highway people and and i think some of that probably comes with like you know tenure in the industry maybe and 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 stuff like that but you know it's it's creative teams that enjoy each other that talk to each other a lot that open line of communication and just willingness to like let everybody have fun with it those comics are always good like very rarely do you get like a creative team that everybody vibes really well and, and the talents there. And it's just like, what'd you guys do? Like, I I don't know really any instance of that happening. Um, which brings me to a point of Leslie, you mentioned this was your first time like co-writing something with, with mm-hmm. Doug. Uh, so like what, like how, what's your guys' process like on that? Like, do you guys, do you guys like email text ideas or like do you mess with like a couple pages of script and then send it to him and then he sends it back and yeah it kind of
0: looks like that we would kind of dm each other back and forth and and kind of we were you know figuring out like the outline and and kind of just general story beats and stuff like that and kind of once we had the outline and, and the beats down then basically uh I would take like the first three scenes, and then he would take like the next couple scenes, and then we would come back together and make sure we liked everything, make sure it all fit, and pretty much just marry together, just like that. We kind of do that back and forth until um, we got to like the very end of, of the script. But yeah, that, that was our process.
1: Brian, no pressure. Who's the better scriptwriter? <laughs> <laughs>
2: To be honest, Who, whose
1: pages do you like better? <laughs> no, <I'm
2: just> <laughs> To be honest, like I didn't know that that's how they did it. Like oh, appara- really? apparently, they took turns doing scenes or pages. And no. when I read it, it, it ran through like pretty seamlessly. So these two dudes, like they work very well together. Like I, I didn't, you know, I never once thought like, oh yeah, this is one guy's part, and then uh, like it, it all <laughs> flows together really well. Yeah,
1: you're like, damn it, Leslie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's that's awesome um so how how did you and so you because you were doug did big hype and and you did the short for the is that how you met doug or did you know doug before that uh i knew him a little bit
0: before um basically we are in the same like kind of creator discord together and um he hit me up and was like hey do you want to write something together pretty much out of blue like he saw a bunch of my shorts and he, he liked them he was like "Do you want to do something together i was like okay sure
1: We did. That's gotta feel good. Yeah. My friends don't even text me to hang out anymore. You got people like, hey, do you want to like do this massive creative project together and wants a Kickstarter campaign that takes the internet by storm? Yeah. Yeah, Doug, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Good feeling. I, I do listeners. I do have friends. I'm not, I'm not like super sad boy. I mean, I'm like, I'm like medium sad boy, but We're like
0: medium sad. I got,
1: yeah. It's like you're allowed to be medium sad sometimes. Fucking got to pay student loans back again in January. Yeah. Like yeah. just I'm counting down sad. the counting down the days when they take my comic books away. And because that's that's what it's gonna mean it's gonna be like do you want to like eat ramen for it like like oh well i ate ramen and spam for the 12th day in a row so that i could continue buying comic books this month i can do make some cool stuff with ramen and spam but i don't want to eat that every day but i also don't want to not buy comic books anymore so i gotta figure something out why'd i fucking go to college (laughs) i hindsight's yeah. 2020 right that's like I bought a um I, I bought a Chromebook like uh, about a year and a uh, well a few years ago now and it was like I was like I can write on it I used Google Docs anyway to write I like how it instantly backs stuff up and it's available everywhere and it's not expensive it's free and so I was like I bought this Chromebook and I got a bigger one so it's like 12 and a half inches because I knew I was gonna you know read comics on it and stuff and I was like that's almost a page size like it is a page size so you you just don't get the the landscape for the splash pages, because you know. Anyway, I buy this Chromebook. It seems like a great idea. And it was so much cheaper than a MacBook, and and I've had MacBooks forever. And you know, I use some of that college loan money to buy those, and that's why I have so much college debt. But anyway, kids, don't do that. But also, don't buy a fucking Chromebook, because then you'll launch a fucking podcast, and you'll be like, oh, I need to edit stuff and do. And, oh, this Chromebook doesn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Like, guess okay. guess what you can't do with a Chromebook sit on a park bench and draw a fucking stick figure I guess maybe you could you could maybe do that that's about it. Like yeah. you like it's just so limited and it's uh yeah so I'm um, this this is all happening on a, a 2013 MacBook air which I like sacrifice a goat before every interview just like <laughs> hoping that it doesn't break like just stay with me a little longer baby like you know yeah. maybe one day we'll upgrade you when Blake's buzz takes off and we get that computer money you know like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, mean, I really I really want an ipad <laughs> so bad because <laughs> yeah. they just do everything and they're so pretty and like and plus you just like you just look cool with them i remember st- i bought the ipad too and stood in line for it and got it and man i thought i was i thought i was hot shit man i was like <laughs> i was like i am like upper echelon of american idiot right now like i'm just like I have an iPad too. And I spent a bunch of money on it and I gave it to my buddy's kids like about a year ago because it barely did anything. (laughs) I was like, like, you you can even really read comic books on it because it was so like pixelated. Like it wasn't HD. And I was just like, do your kids want this? It was like, yeah. And his kids were like, this kids loved it, but I mean, they even got, they all like upgraded like the, the like $5 Amazon Kindle tablet, like is better than this like $600 iPad too, that I got a million years ago.
2: Jeez. It's sad how quickly they become obsolete too. You know, yeah.
1: it, it, wh- how's that work for like, as you as an artist, like, cause it's, it's different, like, you know, if, for, like, if you're just typing and stuff, like you can do that on really anything, but I mean, I feel like, you know, with, when these programs that you use upgrade and then like the new the new styluses come out and stuff that you use to draw I mean like do you do you get a few years out of them or do you is that like part of the deals you have to like consider having like the constant upgrades
2: um well with Apple I think it's a little worse uh I started on one of those like tiny like $99 Wacom tablets and I did that on a computer that was already old when I bought it like 10 years ago um so that wasn't a problem but once i started using the ipad it kind of was mm-hmm. like i this is like the stylus i have now this is the new one uh the old one like stuck into the the bottom of the the ipad and like stuck out like an antenna and would break constantly and <laughs> even though like i love how much work i can get done on it i'm like flying through these things and it's costing me more money than i'm making <laughs> a lot of so you know it, give and take i guess you know <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, another reason why you need to back this epic Kickstarter <laughs> is so that this man can keep buying iPads that he j- he just breaks them. He draws so ferociously, he just breaks them into dust. Yeah. And we need to make oh, sure it. that he has an unlimited supply chain of iPads to keep this stellar art coming. <laughs> so I'll I'll get you there, guys. I'll get you. <laughs> thank you. We're gonna get you. A, we're gonna get you an Apple deals. What we're gonna do out of this? Man. I'm going to get a new Apple laptop. You're going to get five tablets. You're going to get a tablet. You're going to get a tablet listeners. You're not going to get shit. We are.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> it's good. To, you got a dream, right? You got a dream. Like we're going to, we're all going to make killer comics one day and, and then people are just going to give us stuff like really expensive iPad machines and laptops and, maybe a robot to clean our house or something. That'd be cool. And I'm not no. not like a Roomba, like a real fucking robot, like from the Jetsons. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's I'm what we Ro- need. That useless <laughs> one for Rocky. was it? Rocky three or something. <laughs> was
0: it Rocky or, oh yeah, it was Rocky. III, yep.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure Roombas are only good for like people with babies and, and cute animals so that like they can sit on them and like go around the house and you can like get a viral video out of it. Like it's, they can't, they can't like really clean your house. I'm very suspect of those. They have a lawnmower now
2: too. I'll oh, vouch for the Roomba oh, a little geez. bit. Cause <laughs> I, I bought one and my dog was shedding a ton and I'm just a lazy piece yeah. of shit who like doesn't want to sweep. And so like, I'd have uh, tumbleweeds of like dog hair <laughs> going by. Cause like my kids are too little to care and I'm too lazy to care. And the Roomba actually kind of helps so because when that thing shit the bed, which it didn't take long. It it crapped out. I immediately was like, This place is fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get that robot back in here. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh man, yeah, like let's let's keep this going. Let's give me a Roomba sponsor. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. No one ever comes on my show and like hypes up products that c- could get me money. You guys <laughs> yeah. you guys are just doing that just naturally. Oh, yeah. Like
0: <laughs> iPad sponsorship, really Roomba on show. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get it.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And all the all the all the bigwig Marvel and DC execs that secretly listen to this podcast but won't put me on your goddamn reviewer list. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> maybe one day um so yeah this is starting to spiral out of control <laughs> so I, guys I, I know it's late um i appreciate you talking to me for a couple hours this was a fun couple hours i was um i was really excited to talk to you guys and and you didn't disappoint you know so i won't cancel my pledge for your Kickstarter. <laughs> i've never done that i've never ever done that by the way um but no let's um okay so the polite thing to do right when you're a podcast host is uh I say so where can we find you guys online um brian i know that you're not on twitter but you are on instagram so where do we go on instagram to like spy on you and see your artwork and hear about these little stories that leslie writes for the orcs that you slaughter
2: <laughs> uh, well on instagram i'm uh under kuru flint it's k-u-r-u-f-l-i-n-t and i'm on art station too but i'm you know, I, I got to put some more work up there. Uh, and that's just under my real name,
1: which is Brian Flint. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, if for Brian... some reason, you've made it this far of a podcast and haven't heard me say his name several <laughs> times because you're a shitty listener. And <laughs> you know what? As long as you download the episode, that's OK. I kid. Listen, listen, because these guys are cool. Leslie, speaking of cool, where can we find you at, sir? Where where do we get the where do we get the master writer insights the hot deets of the the new anthologies you're a part of, and new comics, and all sorts of greatness you have headed our way, I'm sure. Where are you at, bud? Yeah,
0: all that goodness. Uh, I'm on Twitter at right so l e s w r i t, and uh, Instagram uh, same thing, but l e s underscore right.
1: I think I'm gonna have to. I'm. Gonna, I do not think I followed you on Instagram. I have to find you guys. I'll find you on there. I'm man. That's that's the one bad thing about what I'm doing now is everything. Well, if I fucking take a picture of a sandwich, or if I post a comic. Review. That's I that post it man. to like four different places. It's like yeah, I gotta yeah. do. I gotta do the Facebook. I gotta do the Insta. Yeah. I, I gotta do. I have like the Blake's Buzz Discord. So I gotta post the shit in the Discord. And I try and do that first to like entice people to be like yeah. get the exclusive. You're that like, like, a like, like
0: bot that does it all for you all. Oh, time. I
1: wish well, they, they have those. Like they trick you. They'll be like, oh yeah, you can have this thing post to like Twitter and Instagram, but like, if you post, if, if Twitter or if Instagram posts to your Twitter, it just posts a link and yeah, yes. which is funny. Cause like Twitter used to be so text heavy. And now it's like, man, if, if you tweet something and, and don't necessarily have an image attached to it, like yeah, people are like, me. eh. <laughs> like <Reddit. laughs> social media is fucking weird guys, weird. but that's how we all do what we get to do. Like, that's how we all met each other. That's how we, um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of really great comic book people on, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of great, the Kickstarter community, I just adore. Everybody's just so passionate and happy to help each other out. And it's sometimes you'd think like there would be a competition, but it's not. It's just everybody wants everyone else to succeed. And that's one of the beautiful things about it. Um, gentlemen, like this was a really fun chat. And I very much enjoyed getting to talk to both of you. I wish you the absolute best of luck in your future endeavors. Cause you both deserve it. Like Brian, if I'm not buying comic books with your name on them, like here in a couple of years, I'm just going to get mad. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm I'm done. You got, <laughs> love- the, you got the talent, man. Like, and, and Leslie, you do too. Like, like I, like I said earlier and I stand by this if you can you know induce emotion in six pages or less of a comic book script and tell a whole story that you deserve to be writing comic books like all the time and you, both of you guys you're super talented I wish Doug wood was here Doug is such a talented great guy here in spirit uh, his name's on here too and you know what I I really do I think I think this guy I think this guy is gonna fund and and I'm so excited Thank to you. like see more of it and to see more from like both of you in the future uh, you can uh, you can find me at Blake's Buzz Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can Google Blake's Buzz. I was actually really careful about choosing the name Blake's Buzz, like no one else fucking has it. Guess what? Buzzes Blake's does. You can find it everywhere. When this podcast releases, you can download it everywhere. Um, and you know what? Get your asses to Kickstarter and back this campaign, right, guys? Right? We want. Oh, yeah, that's dude. what we want. Yeah. They put up with my bullshit for two hours. So that you nerds can go out there and back this campaign which you should the art's amazing the story sounds amazing it sounds unique it sounds original um best the best of nerds on this show that's what we try and do and here at blake's buzz we like to put great comics in the hands of fans uh, give everybody a follow find everybody on all the internets give us all your private information say yes to cookies you know all that get it done <laughs> <Ain't> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> and, and love more hate less and read comics folks because that's also what we need more of in this in this crazy world go find a park bench write a story